0: halfway on. I didn't... Marianne, can you explain to me your, your theory on the halfway on here? Yeah, on now that one? we're
1: back on air, sure. Yeah. Um, so so I was watching the interview with Danny Rick this morning, and and something about his face has been bugging me for a while now. And mm. it's, why why can I not look away, and why is it such a captivating face? Right? And at first, I thought it was because it was a charming smile. This morning it hit me it's because he looks like a, he's got a halfway yawn in his smile, right? And my brain just stares in anticipation of him like doing the yawn, but he never gets there. It's like he's he's just permanently <laughs>
0: just, just yawn. Like fighting edging back, a yawn. Finding back the yawn and then I have disguising no it. Just... Yeah, he's
1: just he's got it stuck in his smile, but it's 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 captivating. I can't look away.
0: Just okay. Yeah. So I mean like I always thought it'd be the nose. The like, nose? He has, he has a very powerful, prominent.
1: No, I'm French, nose. so I'm he used does. to He's big noses. A,
0: a nice face, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like
1: <laughs> very big, well defined.
2: Yeah. I did think he had a you know, just a charming smile, but now I'm never gonna get this
0: half yawn image out <laughs> of my mind when I look <laughs> it. Right? It's it's pretty
1: Once it's clicked, it clicked.
0: Yeah. We're of course talking on about we're Sorry, I should say, we're of course talking other than Daniel Ricciardo's prominent amazing return into Formula 1. Amazing. We're, jury's still out. But we're talking about that here on the F-World uh, Formula 1 Deep Dive podcast here on Civil Radio 101.7 FM in Abbotsford and broadcasting to CIVL.ca worldwide. Marion, and, view, and listeners who were wondering what was that mystical voice that we're not used to, Walter or anyone else here. This uh, The voice is belong to Aaron Robbins, a driver a racer in the formula v uh circuit of specifically around the pacific challenge cup around here on the north northwest pacific northwest corners from canada and probably all, all the way down to california all the way down to california aaron and, thanks for coming on the show. Look, looking forward to it thanks for having me and, and yeah yeah so again you can't take you can't you now tie in into the halfway on <laughs> uh, the smile, the smile, smile on. Well,
1: have you looked it up, Terrence? Since I've mentioned it, well, I've
0: looked up Daniel Ricardo. I just googled him, and like, I, I can see it. He definitely has some points where he's like, yeah, his neck one. is too tense. Bulge, right? It's yeah, yeah, it's
1: the neck bulge and the like, the jaw that goes in, and then the big smile. But <laughs> it's not quite a smile. It's yeah. it's a halfway yawn.
0: It, it reminds me of the face I do when um, I'm in before meetings before nine a.m uh and they're like hey how's everyone doing today and i'm supposed to smile and be like i'm doing good but i'm still trying to hide the fact that i'm just still waking up and that's the face i make exactly so i exactly. i subscribe maybe it's just too early in the day yeah for daniel um to yeah
1: but smart. he's like that all the time like that's that's what i didn't get was that i think that's just his face i don't think he's actually holding back a yawn constantly but his face looks like he is but it used to bug me on how much I get mesmerized. When he's on camera, I can't look away. And at first, I'm like, well, maybe it's just that he's a charming and good-looking guy.
0: You mm-hmm. know?
1: But objectively, there are better-looking drivers out there. Charles Eclair, um, especially. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the boy looks... Every time that that guy takes it's off his helmet... It's the
1: pucker he's got. Yeah. It's the hair. <laughs> the it's hair. the hair.
0: It's that, like, looping, lupine face the jewelry, the, the bag lupine of jewelry. The face. Yeah, the <laughs> wolfish face that he's not really that good. You know, like, I don't know. Something about Charles Leclerc just, <laughs> whoo. you know, like, yeah. sheesh, you know what he's I'm
1: saying? Got, <laughs> he's got an appeal. But w- but with Danny Rick, it was, there was something more. There's something mesmerizing about his face, you know? Um, actually, it's like it's like that footballer, I forget the name of, the one that your brother doesn't like that says he looks like a wax statue and he's objectively ugly.
0: Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Oh.
1: You know, like it's you can't look away NFL. when he's on camera. Yeah, you know the entire game. Every time the camera was on him, my eyes were just like right onto his face because it's so odd.
0: Is it because there? You know, uh, and and I, I pose this question to the both of you. Is it because there is some sort of like celebrity factor? You kind of expect them to have such perfected porcelain esque features, and Daniel Ricardo and Patrick Mahomes. Have just the slight kind of offshoots, you know, the slightly powerful Italian nose, the like the crinkles and everything. Like there's there's you can see the imperfections that make it beautiful and all that you can kind of relate to it. Is that do you think that has something to do with it or just like it's just a fun face to look at?
1: I don't think it's a celebrity thing because Verstappen looks like a fish and is famous and I don't feel transfixed by him. I think it's just some people have an objectively weird looking face okay. and not necessarily in a bad way like like i said danny rick's still a good looking guy but that's not why i get transfixed it's because it was bugging my brain and now i know it's the halfway on okay
0: well we will get more to daniel ricardo later on because he's kind of the elephant of the room yes going into this Let's new race week. I, I will but,
2: say before we move on from daniel ricardo he's got a really genuine smile I think he that's does. one of the he things does. that sort of makes it captivating. You look at him like, that guy's happy to be there. Yeah. He's, just, he's, he's smiling with his whole body. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And his neck. <laughs> and his
1: neck. <laughs> it's like a secondary <laughs> smile in there. You know,
0: put yourself into it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> use what you got. Yeah. yeah. His his neck is massive. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, I remember there was a time when I was watching, like, um, I think that you, uh, before – we're kind of in the first few minutes of every like NFL and CFL game. There's the like introductions of the players on their broadcasts. And there's, you know, the typical, like, yo, my name is like Joe Blow. And I went from to Ohio state university. You know, know, that type of thing. And like, when you get to the defensive linemen, they're they're, it goes at the top of their head, and then it just continues going down. It's like, just a triangle. Yeah, it it's a just a like, slope of widening. Yeah, mass, it's right? just yeah. an yeah. a- isosceles triangle. Yeah. It's like a mountain, and the Daniel Ricardo's compared to the other drivers on the grid, his his reminds me of of a, of a <laughs> like a linebacker's.
1: Well, have you upper shoulders? Have you seen some of the neck exercises? Oh yeah, that yeah. they do the right. Rubber like, band around the head. Yeah, you know, yeah. to help with. I like, tried that. It didn't help my driving. I was going to yeah. ask. Like, <laughs> do you do any of uh, like specialized exercises? Um, no. to help with driving. No, I, I do formula, a lot of stretching though. How fast yeah. do those go? They go about like one ninety. Formula V. Yeah, yeah up, up to 200. Up to 200. Not that
2: you ever really have the chance, though. Most of the tracks around here, up and down the West Coast, they don't have huge straightaways. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's considered momentum racing. The cars, um, they're not fast off, you don't race off the line. They're not right. uh, get crazy accelerators. But the, the point of it is keeping your speed. Yeah. And that's where Formula V really kind of um, sets itself apart from other type of racing, is you can corner like like a Banshee on rails. Like, it's, it's well, you know...
1: It, with cornering at those speeds, though, is there, do you find a, um like a good amount of physical demand on the body? There is, there is. With so, the g So, you know,
2: myself personally, and this is, you know, a lot of it's because I'm old, but I'm really, really <laughs> stiff after a weekend of racing. Um, and it's, uh, you know, uh, part of it's age. Part of it is the demands it puts on your body. It's the G-forces that you're going through. It's holding yourself. It, it's difficult to try and keep your body relaxed when you're racing, right? It, yeah. And you have to me anyways have to actually mentally th- consciously think about it like just relax you know you know this, this is where you want to be this is you know don't tense up when someone's coming close to you and it's it's uh you know when you're uh, driving in a car on the street and something crazy happens a car cuts too close you have to slam on the brakes you you, oh, don't, you, you tense up right yeah That's the wrong thing to do right? yeah, so yeah like you do that you're gonna crash you're gonna you know hit the brakes you're gonna you know lock up your arms something like that so I, you gotta try and stay fluid in the,
0: this in is the race w- car this is why i really want to do more race driving but like i know like when i'm on the highway coming into w- commute to work someone i hate lane coasters yeah people who like hover into the lane but you don't know if they're actually going to turn into the lane and then you're like i'm going to speed up to get past them so they and don't. don't
1: have their like blinkers on or yeah. anything
0: and then they start to do it towards to like as you pass them they start to edge edge on to yours i just sit there like don't do it don't come in i will commit i will Verstappen in you into the in, <laughs> off the thing like i have the space don't do this to me like as i will hit you <laughs> and i don't I, i'm not that as aggressive as i play off as i am on radio but yeah i that that i i know what you mean by like the tense up on a road car i yeah. can only imagine what that's like with the momentum of these uh, of a formula V car going yeah,
2: through absolutely absolutely and it, it's you know it, it's the position as well they're not um, you know you get in a formula V most of them anyways some of them modified but they're really really small cockpits um, it's a small car I'm not you know I'm not a huge guy but I'm I'm six feet tall and you know some pounds and it takes a minute or two to get yourself into and out of that cramped little position you you've got uh, you know up until last weekend i, I was joking around my um, my rear suspension adjuster was uh, on the frame rail right in front of my or behind my gear shifter and i cut my hand every race just from rubbing trying to make that shift because there's barely enough room for your hand in between the, the shifter Oof. and the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, suspension adjuster um, I moved it back two inches before last race weekend all the difference in the world. So I've got one less sore body part now after <laughs> a race weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, after you were, you were telling us yeah. before
0: you went on, went on, uh, like just before, even just before we started recording, and even like now, you know, like you got the you got all the soreness. I mean, so imagine, yeah. do you do a lot of ice baths after no, everything? Or no. like, no, you're not uh, an ice bath guy? Not an ice bath guy, no. I've, no. I've,
2: I've tried that, um, don't like it. <laughs> too too cold or, or yeah just like just, i just i i like comfort personally you know mm-hmm. I, i'm one of those guys that likes the room to be the same temperature as the shower so there's no shock getting in or, in or out like it's oh, just, okay so yeah. ice baths are just not for me
0: <laughs> that's fair enough fair enough. Yeah. I'm a I, I like to start really hot yeah on my showers and then i gradually turn turn it all the way back to the point where it's just like literally cold water until yeah. like almost to the point where I when, I when i turn it off i just like it's like a half it's nice in the summer.
2: I've done that in the summertime because you know you're going to get out and it's just going to be hot, and sweaty, and humid again. So you yeah, got to
0: crank that. But yeah. okay, so formula V. So okay. when I when I first <laughs> <laughs> stepping away from yeah. the showers. When I uh, well, never never, never. <laughs> 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 when I uh, when I first met you, we, we met. In, we went I think we met in mission at one of the sports car yeah uh, race club, club races. Yep. Fun things. I always recommend everyone who wants to go just want to sit and chill. Uh, go to the mission race space it's a fun because you can hear every everyone er, like when you go down that track you can hear everyone go Like yep. you you're, you're never like too far away from the action you can always see it from whatever grandstands you're on which is really nice but that's when I like met you we started talking a bit and uh, I asked like couple of my friends friends of, friends of mine like who like racing up here in North America I was like oh so do you guys know Formula V at all like do you, have you like heard of it and they all like, they all said is that like a former formula three or Formula 4 or, like a version of Formula Ford. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's specifically, it's... Formula Ford. So <laughs> then I've had to look, look, look it up a bit more, and it's, uh, it's, formula stands for Formula Volkswagen. Yeah. Right. Well, y- it used
2: to, yeah. 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 Now it's just Formula V, but it's Formula Volkswagen. Yeah. It was... Just like we've got, you've got Formula Ford, which is now just Formula F because a lot of the guys don't even run Ford engines in them anymore. No. Um, but they're, you know, it's it's just a different type of open wheel Formula car racing. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, Arguably the cheapest form as well, which is one of the reasons I love it. Cheaper entry to the sport, um, cheaper maintenance on it. Um, With that though, it's definitely not as fast as an F4 car or an F3 car, but uh, um, just as much fun in my opinion.
0: Yeah, what 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 drove you? What actually got you into that one? Specifically, and was it all the all the factors, like, you know, being cheaper and you, how you like it, and what you kind of mentioned about how the, the momentum of racing ended but Or yeah. is there?
2: So my entry into Formula V, I was racing already. Um, I started racing late in life, by the way. And most of the guys I race with, they they come from generations of race car drivers. And you go to the track, and it's you know everyone their their grandfather is there, and their the, the the mom and dad are both racing, and the the kids are, and the, you know it. Uh, I don't come from a racing family, a racing background. I had a midlife crisis at forty. <laughs> <laughs> I was always into cars. The guy I worked with, I uh, said, oh, you know, you should, uh, I had an MG midget at the time. And he's like, you, should, you know, get into racing. He used to race an MGB. I'm like, what do you mean racing? Like, you know, on TV? He's like, no, we actually race here. I, I had no idea about Mission other than the that there was drag races there. And I'm not a drag racing guy. It's just, I, I like to turn, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> me, too, brought, me too. And he was, he was showing me pictures and telling me about it. Got me down on the track. And I said, this is amazing. I, you know, how do I do it? Sign me up. So, you know, long story, went through driver training. Uh, it was about five years ago. Um, did all that. Um, COVID hit and suddenly, you know, I've, I've got a race license. I can't race because the, you know, the tracks were closed, everything like that. Um, didn't really get a, a lot of time out on track. Um, had a couple vintage cars that I liked and was just looking for something, you know, more, uh, not more competitive, but more um, uh, even competition across the board. I was looking at different cars and, and wondering where racing was going to take me. And I, I literally Googled, um, what's the most fun grassroots Formula car? And Formula V just kept coming up and coming up. And I looked into it, and I looked, well, are there people up here that race it, right? And And, uh, and it turns out there were. And um, not knowing anybody, got on a bunch of forums online, Facebook groups, and started researching cars. Um, I should have just talked to people. That's always the way. If you're if you're interested in Formula Three or anything like that, just go talk to somebody that races it. (laughs) Um, But I, I did the opposite of that, and I bought a car sight unseen from across the country and had it shipped out here oh, and wow. just showed up at the track with this car that I knew nothing about and, uh, w- and entered for a race. And, um, I had a great time, but one of the reasons I had a, a fantastic time is uh, a couple of the other guys that do race Formula V came over to me and introduced themselves. And, and, uh, it was, I guess it was really obvious in the first, you know, couple of minutes of meeting me that I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anything about the car that, you know, they were asking me set up questions I just blank look, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the, it was the half yawn, you know, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, wasn't yeah. smiling. I was like, uh. yeah. and uh, they, you know, they, uh, a few minutes went by, and one of them came over and said, "Hey, is there anything stopping you from, mo- you know, grabbing your car and moving your pit uh, paddock space over with us, and we'll take you through the weekend, and we'll show you stuff on your car and help you out." great now yeah, let's do it yeah. and uh it, it was just a really welcoming environment and knowledgeable guys who were teaching me about my car and i got out on track and i had a blast and realized that my car sucked because <laughs> i bought it sight unseen <laughs> and i didn't know what to look for in a, in a in a formula v at the time when i bought it um uh size was a big issue I mentioned before the cockpits are really small um so I the car that I bought um it was my first question it was you know am I going to fit in this thing and the guy's like oh I'm six foot five and three hundred and forty pounds it was modified for me you'll fit no problem and I thought oh that's great news
0: he would just modified it, for him right yeah it
2: was well it was modified for him and and, and uh, consequently for, for this huge guy it was like driving an open umbrella down the track th- <laughs> like the wrong way right? there's so much drag on this car um like I I, I have a picture of my daughter sitting in the car with me, we're sitting side by side in the cockpit. Right. <laughs> that's so, insane. Uh, it was fun for the first year. I had a great time, and and wasn't setting any lap records. That's for sure. Uh, learned the car though, and then ended up buying another one. And mm-hmm. it was once I knew more about it. But um, mm-hmm. it's uh, the the one of the wonderful things about Formula V is everybody's car is the same um, as far as speed and ability and everything like that, except for
0: uh, you know inverted um, open umbrellas. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 the modified the modifications to get you to keep you in the car. Yeah, Man. but,
2: but yeah. everyone's got the same. horse. Power. They've essentially got the same suspension. They've got the same. You know, it, it's all about the driver. So mm-hmm. it, it's incredibly fun. It's fast. And close races. Uh, you're two inches off the off the track surface, and it's just whether you're a better driver than the, the next person that day, right? Yeah. You know.
0: So. Yeah. What? Uh. So. You, you you kind of mentioned before like you didn't have a lot of racing experience going when you first started and everything. What was other than just you know the, the courses to get you the, the license and everything? Were those the courses that were that the out here in Mission? Yeah, they yep. didn't. Yeah, okay.
2: Yep. So th- there's a couple different guys that uh, that put on those driver training uh, weekends now. Um, when I did it, it, was just Sports Car Club of British Columbia would do it. Um, yeah, it was a a uh, mix of a classroom weekend and then an on track weekend um so you learn everything learn what the flags mean learn track layout how you handle a car what optimum lines are that sort of thing and then they you get in a street car not a race car but it has to be a street car for driver training Mm -hmm. and you start going on the track Uh, you're doing you know side by side with an instructor them driving your car showing you what to do switching spots you're getting behind the wheel and just gradually getting more and more comfortable getting those racing lines and uh, learning the car Little, they have a mock race at the end of the weekend, um, which where there's passing allowed and you're on track, you know, wheel to wheel. It's it's not, you know, driving ten tenths or anything like that. It's because yeah. it's you're not in a, a caged car, uh, but you get a feel for it. And then they grade you. And if you if you got what it takes, I guess if you you know follow instructions, understand the flags, because uh, they do you know mock red flags and yellow flags and, and stuff like that, and making sure that you know what you're doing. You get uh, what's called a novice license. So your novice license um, basically means you can be on track by yourself in a race weekend, but you're in a novice race. You identify to everybody that you're a novice. They so put a big orange sticker square on the back of your car so people know to take it easy around you. And you have to do three novice races as a novice uh, before you can potentially get upgraded. Some guys have to do a lot more.
0: <laughs> it, depen- <laughs> it depends. But How uh, many did you have to do? Uh, I just did the three. three. Oh, and there I, we go. Just We're three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, Marion, uh, you and I should get there. our novice license. No why you it's always a, do this it's
1: the same reason i don't drive <sighs> it's the same, it's same reason i don't drive
0: you're responsible on your absolutely okay there absolutely we
1: go. i have a license i haven't driven in five years
0: fair. <laughs> fair enough well you should do it with me then we should we should do oh, i'll sit yeah. in the passenger seat there we go yeah in the umbrella car but <laughs> uh, uh for uh, back to you aaron but uh did you have to do a lot? Did you already know a lot of kind of the technical side of things and how to modify and tweak around with cars, or were you pretty green th- with that? I thought I did until I started racing, and I realized they don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> what, <laughs> so, what, was the, what was the first thing? You, what was the biggest thing you learned, or like the first thing you learned when you, when you actually started really racing? Um,
2: oh, good question. Um, I don't know if I know the answer to that. Um, think of it while I take a
0: sip of my Monster Energy drink <laughs> that, that, that Marion provided my, for me. My today. not Red Bull. My non Red Bull drink today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, let's see, uh, you know, um, learning about, uh, suspension changes, I think was a big one for mm. me and just understanding how the little bit, you know, changes in angle and approach, you know, your camber and your, your caster and everything like that. How, how, what a great impact that can have on the handling of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, uh, changing your, your, uh, your toe in and stuff like that. Um, I'm still learning it. I, I don't, you know, pretend to understand everything. Um, right now I, you know, I've, I've got people that help me set the car up and, and um, you know, tell me you know the baseline of what it should be, and then what I do is I you know I'll will r- run a race, run a session, I'll come back and I'll talk to one of these people that know because they're they're out there and there's yeah. lots of them, they're usually helpful, um, but uh, <laughs> and say hey, I'm experiencing this, what do you think I should try? And then there's that uh, they're not going to go and do it for you. You can pay people to do that, but yeah. they're going to say, "Oh, you know, um, check your check your toe in. Is it you know? You, sh- you know, optimally you should be at this. You might want to try a little bit, you know, a sixteenth a, uh, a out from that, or you know, whatever those those measurements are, and see how it feels. And um, you know, it, it's I'm going to keep learning forever. It, you know, um, it's one of those things where you don't want to do a lot. Do make one little change, see what it does. If you don't like it, change it back. Make one other little change see how it goes right yeah it's it's just the little things in racing that make a huge difference
1: yeah and just uh just to to let any of our viewers who might not understand any of this language um understand like what we mean when we're talking about toe-in and everything like if you were to picture your feet right um on a normal street car they're usually just parallel to each other and then for certain scenarios you're going to want to have your toes pointed a little towards each other and then in other scenarios you want to roll inside on your ankles a bit so that your your heels are facing out a bit and how you do that determines certain effects that you can have on your driving but it also makes it that you can't like swap your tires out like you do with a regular car
2: that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All my tires actually, I, I mark which corner they come, yeah, in, yeah, you know, yeah, and and how much we use them because um, they're they're worn a certain way, right? And, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: How much of the tires do you have to like change out per like race weekend? Um, it,
2: it depends what happens. So we. Uh, you know, Formula V we race on what's called a spec tire, which means everybody has to run on the same tire. Um, we run on Hoosiers, um, slicks when it's dry or not too wet, and, and specialized uh, special compound rain tires when it's wet out. Um, and they're expensive, and they don't um, uh, they don't wear very well. So uh, you know, a set of Hoosier slicks you're going to get about 15 sessions out of. Um, kind of max, and a session is going out on track and running, you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five minutes, whatever, the, you know, whatever the race is or qualifying or or warm-up. Um, fifteen sounds like a lot, but that's not fifteen weekends; that's fifteen sessions. And you you may do fifteen sessions on track in a in a long week uh, race weekend, because uh, you've got your your practice, then you've got qualifying, then you've got uh, depending on where you are, you may have um, you know race one, race two, race three, race four. Um, sometimes you have additional practice sessions if it's a, a three-day race weekend, but um, generally speaking, set of tires, if just talking slicks, last two to three weekends, and then you've you got to replace them, and uh, um, rain tires, another thing, that, that special rain compound, when it's not wet, those things just burn out. <laughs> um, so you, you know, it, it's, yeah, they do
1: not last long they, if it's dry. They
2: do not, not not even if it's not you know, even if the track's damp or, or wet. You probably don't want to be racing on them because they're going to burn up as yeah. well. It's one of those things you're going to commit to the rain tires. You have to find the wet line. You want to be racing in the wet, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if the track's kind of you know did rain and it's drying out, stay in the wet if you're on the rains. It's one of those things that you know. It, it took me a long time to get used to, and I still like. I kind of follow the crowd. And I get to know what I like, but um, it, it's you know five ten minutes before the race is up, and all the you know if it's been one of those on and off rain weekends, everybody's popping their head up to see who's going out on what. Like oh, what's he doing? What's you know, <laughs> yeah. should, I, should I go on rain? Should I go on slicks? And and uh, you know trying to make that decision. Um, it never feels good when you show up in pre-grid and you're on rain tires and everyone else is on slicks. Or or else the opposite where (laughs) it's very good because
0: you've got all the, you've got all the grip and they don't. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Has it ever happened to you where you, Oh yeah. All the time. Okay.
2: (laughs) and y- you don't know until you get out there and you can you can talk to people that have come off track you can look and and the track dries really quickly too if it's been oh, yeah. especially not so much you know formula V's it's it's a smaller car smaller tires but when you're out there you might be following like a, a you know some of the big american muscle cars or GT1 cars or you know something like that with a, with a really wide tire and those guys are just they're they're just the friction is just drying that track out
0: right? yeah so. yeah yeah so like i what i honestly i had my question and then now I, f- I totally forget about it. Um, so, Marion, do you want to buy me some time? <laughs> yeah. <for> <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Thank you. I, I <laughs> segue <laughs> a lot too, so. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Whenever like I don't that's, ask your question, just ask it again. <laughs> no, I was so like,
1: outside, outside of uh, of the suspension, um, what has been your favorite thing to work on? Not not necessarily the first one you learned or the most obvious, but just your favorite thing to work on the car where if it breaks you don't mind fixing it or um, the hmm. funnest mechanical aspect
2: you know what the whole car is fun to work on um, it, it's uh, one uh, you know it's a good answer yeah <laughs> and, and I mean it too like I, I've learned um, you know I, I don't have a huge mechanical background I've always been into cars um, I, I it's funny my my Coveralls in my sh- in my shop have a little uh, patch on it. it says YouTube certified mechanic. because nice. uh, that's how I. I that's, you, know,
0: you know honestly that's what I need to learn. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I have, have a big TV up on the wall in that's my a shop, and I patch. just <laughs> yeah,
2: I love it, love it. Um, it was I think uh, on Etsy for like fifteen bucks or something. It's I love nice. it. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I've got a big TV up on the wall, and I, if I don't know something or if I sort of know it, um, I'll just YouTube it and yeah. I'll watch the video, then I'll watch it again while I'm trying to do it, and then I'll, you know, see if I got it right and Um, I love that aspect of learning and doing and, you know.
1: YouTube has done so much for learning mechanics. Like I remember when I was learning it in school, we had had to go into a specialized software, write in the car make and model, print out the entire like step-by-step process of whatever it is we were trying to do. And then flip through that as we were trying to, like, fix something on the car or hook up a harness or something. And, uh, yeah, YouTube has, like, changed that game. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely.
2: I still have the books, um, especially, you know, with with Formula V. It's it's based on, for for people that don't know, I guess, Formula V is based on a pre-1963 Volkswagen Beetle. I was, yeah. about to, I was about to yeah. ask. It like, does, uh, doesn't look like a Beetle. <laughs> no, it <does> not. <laughs> but the, the internal oh, I love components. That. It, that would be cool. I, I have a Beetle as well. I love Ooh, them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. Nice. Um, but uh, the the only parts that are really from a, a Volkswagen Beetle now are the engine, the transmission, and the front beam. Right, and uh, the beam's naked now. Though it doesn't look like it the little covers. Doesn't have the fenders <laughs> or anything <yeah>. like that. <laughs> um, and it doesn't look like it came from a beetle, but it did. Um, but you know, things with those components, anyways. Um, uh, you've you've got the old Volkswagen manuals. Yeah. Right? I've, I've, um, you know, whether it's the Haynes manual or the you know whatever, um, and they're they're indispensable because um, there's not a lot of literature on Formula V cars specific. You know, uh, specifically, it's it's knowledge passed down from. Yeah. Racer to racer and you know knowledge that's uh, a lot of the time guarded really
0: well too. Right? <laughs> do, do you do you find that like um like you know just even guard being having it being guarded. Do you feel it it's very kind of like like a like a, a write of passage when you get new information from racers and people who are around it who are just Actually, like
1: Actually yes, coming from someone who isn't a generational um racer or or mechanic. Uh did you find that there was any sort of like gatekeeping or anything? Like you've talked about how welcoming it was, but did you find that there was any aversion?
2: I don't think so. No. I, I haven't found any anyways. Everyone's been really um, you know, open about sharing uh most things. Most things. Now um I'm not an engine builder. Let's just put that out there. Like I, I understand the mechanics of the motor. I, I fiddle around with it I'll, I'll Tune it up, I'll, you know, um, adjust the the valves, all that sort of stuff. But the internals, like the you know, um, uh, the uh, the how the cam is shaped, all that sort of stuff, yeah. I, I don't do that. I don't. That's beyond out of my wheelhouse. The guys that do do that, they're not going to tell you how they you know how they do it. It's um and uh, the information. A lot of it's out there because there are um it's it's not a spec class and you know a sp- what we when we talk about a spec racing class that's when it it's um everything afternoon. is 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 exactly the same to a point where you have to buy your engine from a certain engine yeah. builder. you have to buy your transmission they're usually sealed uh engine cases and transmissions not the case with formula v but it's it's regulated so you're you know they've got degree measurements for your your cams and your your pistons and all the stuff that that i don't understand anyways (laughs) but it's got to be within the the specifications right so you can't take your volkswagen uh uh, beetle engine that was a 40 horsepower motor by the way when it it came out of that beetle and you can't give it 150 horsepower by putting a turbo on it yeah um but um that sort of thing how to extract the most horsepower out of that motor. Um, those engine builders, they're, they're not giving up their secrets. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't expect that. But they don't need to either because when I, you know, I just, I blew an engine last year and had to get a new one. I, I thought I was getting mine rebuilt. It was actually beyond salvaging and I ended up um, uh, having one built or bought and, and rebuilt for me. Um, and that's a specialist kind of guy. There's there's yeah. not a lot of them around there. You, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's a couple up here. There's a couple in the States. And they're not going to give each other their secrets, but uh, yeah, know, as long as they're around, we don't need them to right? yeah, yeah. keep yeah. them so, in business. Yeah, too, right. Yeah.
0: There's a very nice like hierarchy, not so much hierarchy, but like a community, like a city around that like everyone's supporting each other. Yeah, absolutely. So it's also a I, point I,
1: of pride. Like uh, yeah. most most tuners or engine guys that I know, like they've they're, they're kind of the mechanics of play engineer. Right. And so there's there's a certain point of pride where it's like, I'm not going to tell you the secret because that's like explaining the magic trick. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Getting the most out of this engine is my pride and joy. And you watching that is, you know, watching the magic trick. But if I dissect it and explain to you why I prefer certain specs or certain gaps on the cam or anything like that, then. The yeah. skill's gone. Yeah, you know it, it the kinda, magic trick is uh revealed.
0: And, and in some way, I guess it's kind of like you're telling everyone your competitive edge too, right? Right. That like you don't want people to know, and that's and and that like have you experienced a lot where some or has anyone ever kind of said like I yeah you you won't have to figure that one out on your own. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and and yeah, <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs> you, just, you just go and talk to someone else <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah until someone gives you yeah. the answer you need yeah. so what uh what engine are you currently running in your in uh the one your current car because you now you mentioned you had a couple a couple of them is there what's what sort of differences have you done or modifications to it that you that um have changed it from your kind of stand your typical spec engine that well that well the,
2: the the motors are you know everybody's gonna be kind of running the same thing like there's no crazy modifications you can make to it however it's getting it just right so uh, you know I said these engines were 40 horsepower cases when they when they came out of the Beetle um, we get uh, you know at a high, absolute highest end maybe 65 horsepower out of them um, which is a huge gain from the 40 that it was designed for yeah. but it's not crazy it's not you know you're not extracting dozens of horsepower um, but there's little things that you can do and, and it's it comes down to uh, if you've, if you're driving is such that you're not going to keep getting, uh, in, uh, gaining lap times from improving yourself and you need that, you know, that little extra quarter second or something, there's things you can do. So my, uh, a big investment this year, I bought a, um, an intake manifold, um, got it shipped from guys that, that make these down in the, in the U S and this intake manifold, um, was $3,000. It was absolutely crazy, but it's supposed to gain me half a horsepower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's worth it then. Well, th- you know, I, I,
2: I drank the Kool-Aid. I, I believed. <laughs> I don't really notice a difference. <laughs> but, you know, if I've g- if I really do have an extra half horsepower from that, that's great. That's yeah. fantastic. I'm not going to, uh, you know, if it's out there, you may as well, right? And there's 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 guys that you go to for the the carburetors. There's guys that you go to for the uh for the suspension components. There's guys that you go to for the engines. And it's all about what you're willing to pay, I guess yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um
0: how how much was it for you compared let's say like from where you s- when you when you first got into it yep. and then now so far it's like how much roughly have you really kind of into it. What was your? Fir- how much was your first car? How much is your your, your latest one? Like, if someone trying to get I'm into this, worried if my wife's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't wait, don't wait, I'll, I'll, I was gonna yeah. say, are we
2: really gonna put <laughs> yeah. digits
1: here? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, so no, I'll, I'll, I'll Ball, be ballpark. Really open is about enough. that because one of the, one of the fantastic things about Formula V is it's really accessible f- f- from a financial standpoint. Um It is the most financially accessible Formula racing that you can do. Um That being said, um, my first car, I I paid eighty five hundred bucks for it, Canadian. Yeah right Um, and um, and you can just you can do that you can spend $8,500 and you can go Mm. race for a season and you can have fun and you can be probably be competitive Um, but it's like anything else how you know you can also spend (laughs) $50,000 if if you want the best of everything right whether it does anything for you or not that's a totally different story you know Um, sometimes you should just try and work on becoming a better driver (laughs) but um but um, it, it's really accessible from that sort of standpoint um, I sold that that car for the same thing that I paid for it I probably put you know um, consumables are a different thing because there's, there's a lot of cost in that you know your oil and your tires and your and gas and stuff like that yeah um, that you're never going to recover but into that car um, uh, you know I put maybe 1500 bucks into it for for uh, changes modifications sold it for the same thing I paid for it um, sold it to a guy that was 300 pounds and you know, six foot five, and, yeah. and needed the room, and didn't mind uh, the uh, loss of aerodynamics, and he was very happy with it. And I bought, uh, I bought another car for, I think I paid about the same price. I think it was eight, uh, maybe eight or nine grand. Yeah. However, <laughs> however yeah. everything um, else comes into effect. Well, so, you know, I bought this car and uh, I thought, hey, I've, I've got a season of Formula V under my belt. I know about these cars. I, I can make a good decision on whether this is a good car. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I, I got captivated by the, the shiny car and the great paint job. and It looks know, I, pretty. It, it did. It looked, it looked really pretty when I bought this car. And I was really proud of myself. So this was two years ago and it was the end of the season. So I took it out for a lapping day just to kind of shake it down, see how it felt. And the car tried to kill me, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, and That's I couldn't figure out why it had so much torque. It wouldn't corner, and it had tons of torque steer. And every time you know I I'd put the uh, the pedal down, and you're not you know it's not like a street car where you, you know you're spinning yeah. wheels, or, but I, I'd accelerate coming out of a corner or something, and the car would want to go sideways, and it was taking me into the wall. I couldn't figure it out. Turns out the suspension mounts, the rear um, uh, 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 monoshock mounts, had been twisted on this car, and I wasn't smart enough to have noticed that when I was I was looking at the thing. Yeah. and it caused the um, the uh, drive shafts to be misaligned with the vehicle. So you know, the the right rear tire, for example, was two inches closer to its front counterpart than the left rear tire, and it was two inches further back, like the whole thing. Hmm. Twisted on a right? no diagonal, yeah. So that cost me about another eight grand to have the Deadly frame cut, cut apart and fixed and, and everything. And it turned out because of this, whatever had happened to it, um, the the axle um, was mounted incorrectly and it chewed up the drive gear in the transmission. So I had to get that rebuilt. Oh. Oh. So, um, so know, pretty much at that point,
0: like an entirely new like car. That car has been
2: completely rebuilt again. Yeah. Right? And so it, it, you know, I put uh, let's call it eight thousand dollars into buying it. I probably put another. Uh, fourteen thousand into that car last year. Uh, fixing things and then modifying them. I actually changed the body and the re, you know had a new body built for it and everything like that because mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to make it my own. Um, so you can put lots of money into it. Um but there's just as good a chance that I b- I bought that car and it, w- it hadn't been damaged. Yeah. And I could have raced for a year on on you know pretty low cost of entry. Um then again at the end of the year I blew my engine and had to <laughs> there's another expense there, right? <laughs> but um yeah, it's one of those things you get what you pay for. Um there's there's cars out there if you if you go onto like Apex Speed, which is the it's it's a uh, Formula Car uh, message board sort of thing online. Um, I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I recommend it to anybody that's into Formula Cars. There's a there are it's a forum. There's pages for Formula V, Formula Ford, Formula
0: Atlantic, Formula Three, Formula Four. And they um, even have uh, pages for cars for sale. Yes, and and absolutely. That and that is so that's the you know. There you well, go, Terry. That's the place to go. Your next, <laughs> Thank your next you so big much. Buy. Yeah. The will no, kill me.
3: Before you buy more than car my car, you next week, talk to somebody that races
1: those cars. No, don't make my mistake. No, okay, no, do
0: no, no. Well, that's why I have you here, so you can yeah. make these mistakes for well, me. You can not make them so for me, but you can tell me not to make them mistakes. That
1: brings, f- that brings up the question for me, um, you know, twisted, twisted shaft aside and blown up engine aside, um, if everything was to theoretically go well, Right, like your first one you bought uh, for a price and then you sold it back for the same price. Do they depreciate um, noticeably in general or do you find that Formula V is kind of...
2: They're going to be, they're going to hold that price. They hold that price, eh? Absolutely. Um, Now, you know, barring blowing up engines and crashing cars, they're going to hold that price because there's a real limited supply of them. So Formula V... Um, we're jumping all back and forth here, but again, no. n- 1963, okay. they wanted, uh, they came out with this thing. Uh, we just had the 60th anniversary races like, like two weeks ago, I think out here, that, um, I, I, I saw 60 years this year.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I saw, I saw a post for that and I was like, Oh man, I wish, yeah. I, I wish I'd gone to them, but, but the, I was busy.
2: The whole point was let's make an affordable formula car. And that's why they chose, chose the beetle and everybody started making them. And back yeah. in the, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, there were companies that, just their business was building Formula V cars. And you could go and you could order a new car. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, you know, back then, it, um, I don't know what the prices were back then. But, uh, <laughs> you know, let's just say a brand new car was $10,000. Well, you could get a used one for eight. And, you know, and it would probably not drop below eight or, you know, whatever that yeah. number was. So, um, but then, uh, you know, the, the, the class kind of, you know, uh, I'm not going to say decline, well, yeah, it probably declined a bit. Uh, again, this is before my m- before my time. Um, and people realized that you could just keep buying used cars. There wasn't a demand for more and more and more cars. So these car builders kind of went went away. Um, there are a few guys out there that still build Formula V cars. It's not worth it, though. Like and They'll be the first to tell you, um, you know, yes, you can have me build a car. It's going to cost you $30,000 U.S. for me to build you a new one. Or you can go buy a used one for, you know, Let's yeah. call it, you know, e- even a newer used car that has all the, the best parts, you're, you're sub $20,000. Yeah. Just because the cost of materials and everything like that and labor has gone up so much. So um, no one's really making them. Um, it's a shame that, pr- you know, uh, more than half the Formula Vs in North America are probably rotting in garages and barns and stuff because they never got sold or somebody hung
0: on to it thinking they'll maybe they'll get back like out again. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's, it's positive because we can just go find some in barns. Yes. And, I, you know what? I found one on Fraser Highway
2: last week. Oh, no. A, yes. It, it, it's a Formula V. No, it, it's... Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, but I was, I was literally just driving by, and I this is I live in that area. I drive by all the time, but um, there was an old property right on Fraser Highway. I think they're probably developing it, so they, uh, the week before, I saw them towing a bunch of wrecks out of this lot, and, and now that it's cleared and somebody's kind of cut the grass, you can see a Formula V with no bodywork on it, just laying there. And I drove by, I drove by again. I'm like, is that a v? Yeah. It's a V, unmistakable <laughs> beam, right? Um, but it, you know, somebody probably parked it there and took a break from racing and never got back into it, or or they bought it and couldn't, you know, get into racing and it just sat there
0: and it's rotted and it's probably rusted through and it'll never see the track again. But um, sad thought, but at least at least the thought of someone who had the passion to do it is is out there, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's absolutely. always the positive note. That you know, so do you ever do you ever like walk around and someone has like an F, an FV like referencing shirt and you're kind of like, ah, uh, this guy knows. Is
1: there FV, uh, Formula V uh, merch no. out there? No. No, no, <laughs> no. no, 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 no. You'd probably
0: have to make it yourself <laughs> yeah. which, which makes well, it even it's better. Like the so ultimate secret handshake. So some
1: guys do. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, we're trying we're try to, with the Pacific Challenge Cup, we're trying to bring the class back here on the West Coast um, yeah. and we're basing what we did on uh, the Challenge Cup series back East and those guys really have brought the class back. Like they've got, you know, your typical race, they've got, you know, 30 car grids. Um, of Formula V's out at a race weekend, and it's just fantastic. They have T-shirts. And they have T-shirts, yes, they, yeah. And I ordered, one, I ordered one for myself and one for my buddy last week. Um, it's for a race that I never went to, but it was for their big 60th anniversary one. But I've just always wanted a Formula V shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, someone's selling them. Sign me up. I'll take two, right? So they're they're on route right now.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah.
0: That's, very, that's very cool. That's very cool. Are
1: they... Um random question but i've i've never really i don't have much experience with formula v cars at all are they um like front wheel drive rear wheel drive all wheel drive rear wheel drive rear wheel
2: um so you know your your typical volkswagen beetle um uh, is a rear engine car. Yeah. A rear re- engine rear wheel drive. But the transmission is towards the front of the car from the engine. Formula V's are opposite. We flipped it around. So okay. um there's some kind of wizardry going on there <laughs> <that they laughs> to change the drive a mechanic gear. Dynamic so magic. Yeah, there, there's you know, um, so that it, the car goes the right way when you put it in gear. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's we our engines are are uh, transposed from what it would be in a in a Volkswagen Beetle. Okay. So rear wheel drive, um, not a ton of horsepower. They go really fast and they corner like crazy. Um, And that's, you know, that's the fun of it. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of cornering like crazy, you know, I I remember when uh, you and I had first talked and I think um, it was Derek was the other one I talked to. Uh, first of all, I think Derek had also—he uh, joked that you, he had he'd broken your transmission or something that day, or something had happened. Yeah, he, he bumped he you. It. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like everyone, this guy's to me. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the dangers um, of having the transmission behind the motor like that. Um, is that the your your gear selector uh, your your gear linkage is at the very back of the car? It's the furthest thing back. Um, it's this you know weird little uh, uh, shift linkage that runs along the bottom side of the car and around back and onto the the, uh, the little pin at the back. Um, some people like doing bump drafting because it's really close racing and they'll you know they'll be you know, drafting you to a point where they're they're maybe not ready to pop out and try and overtake, but they're they're not, don't want to give up a single inch and their nose is on the back of your, your car. It is possible if you don't have a little plate there that they can actually bump you out of gear. Um, because <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> furthest thing back, depending on where their nose and your rear end lines up. Um, a, a tap in the wrong place can just pop you right out of gear, and you know by the yeah. time you figured out what's going on and put it back in gear, they've passed you and they're gone. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a strategy. The people well, it's not a strategy I use. <laughs> Maybe some <laughs> no, guys do. Yeah, but um, it can happen. And, and uh, Derek likes bump drafting, so <laughs> uh, so yeah, there goes that's, that's
1: a, a surgeon prezi- precision, precision move. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's Wait, a, I'm, I'm gonna bump this one out of gear and then <laughs> then take over you can of
0: that, that's very much a like uh, I know how to cheese the system most the guys, guys have a,
2: <laughs> most guys have a plate there um,
0: yeah. you know just to, to sort of protect
2: it also if you do get get hit in the back you don't want to those Does transmissions
0: have are rare no <laughs> <laughs> no it's not that quite dirty in that but uh, yeah that would yeah. be fun <laughs> no one's got guy, a little
1: mad max about no. it <laughs> and,
0: uh, oh my gosh that's a whole nother racing league that has yet yes. to come up and, and sign me up for that by the way yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. Right. give me yeah. anything that gives me a va interceptor i will waste it yeah that league. I, I remember <laughs> during covid
2: lockdowns my, my favorite you know i still love this meme um when we're all in lockdown someone's posting this picture of the uh from mad max and it just said so do we get in costume now or do we, st- is there a waiting period? That one, one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm ready. I've
0: been waiting since the road warrior for this. Yes. <laughs> I've never taken out. You know, but it's funny that you mentioned, um, you can corner like crazy in these type of cars because, yeah. uh, when I first met you and then obviously when, now when we were doing ready for the show, I had done a little like, uh, yesterday with Mary Orange, we we're talking a little bit. So I did a little like, who, who, who's come up through formula V and that. Um, and it's fun because, you know, sh- the names I got were fun. Ironically, when you uh Mad Max, uh, the Australian uh, V8 Supercar car touring series, there's a lot of drivers from Formula V that go into there. Yes. And their yeah. main car is the V8 Interceptor. So there we go. There we <laughs> go. Uh, but they have drivers, you know, Larry Perkins, Colin Bond, John Blanchard, Bla- 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 Blonde- uh, Jason B- Bargo- Bagwanan, Paul Stol- St- uh, Stockhol, which you know, m- names that we may not know, but all, when I'm looking up all their, their bios, they're all known for being very good and very aggressive in corners.
3: Ah, A very fun thing.
0: Go. And then on the other international, they say on the international stage and kind of the root of what our show is, Formula One, yes. we have, Uh, let me just list, there, there is, every, everyone, fun, fun fact, there's only been about six Uh, Formula V, like straight from Formula V all the way through to F1 Yep. Uh, drivers, however, five of them have been world champions. Right, and only one, and out of those five, only one of them is not a multi-world champion. So they have John on uh, Rin, uh, which I can't pronounce that name. That was drove in nineteen seventy. Uh, e- Emerson uh, Fittipaldi. Cl- everyone, a lot of people know uh, Fitipaldi is a class, classic. And the reason why he actually has the f- there's the nickname is V was because he grew up in uh, Formula V. It Absolutely. says here on one of the, b- the bios. Uh, we'll get to the king later on in a second. I you know Nelson Piquet, like a lot of people know that, and and you know it says here he got his son Nelson Piquet Jr. Uh, into Formula V as well, which may be why Nelson Piquet Jr. was really able to make Crashgate happen really well in 2008. Uh, that whole conspiracy theory in, in a corner, uh, that's a joke. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> 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 there, we <go. laughs> there we go. And then they had Kiki uh, Kiki Rosberg, um, father of. Uh, Andre, one of our guys uh, nico rosberg in yeah. the mercedes who uh, he also does say even though it does say here even though he nico didn't actually fully race in specifically the uh formula v like the challenge cup series like those big ones out in europe and that but he did race in and grew up on formula v cars yep. and race with his dad how and learn, and he says here in one of his vows, "I learned how to really corner on those Formula V cars. Man, there's nothing quite like it." Yeah. it's a <laughs> quote from Nico Rosberg. And also on top of that, one of the Kiki Rosberg's pe- pe- people, engineers and people that he that he worked in through Formula V and then got at that Frank Williams, from uh, Williams Racing, and then of course the famous one that everyone should know by name alone, Niki Lauda. Yes, in f- for world champion 1975, 77, and then 84. All got a start in major Formula V's and built uh, credits a lot of the his own engineering prowess on learning how to work on Formula V cars. And one of the first thing he says, one of the quotes here, says, "I won't say, say the full quote, but he does say that when he was helping build the new Ferrari engine and uh, into the 2014 and 2013 that kind of era when he was rebuilding Ferrari, he knew a lot about cornering and wanted it to be powerful in corners and out of corners." And oddly enough, all these drivers, not oddly, not, I shouldn't say oddly enough, because shouldn't be surprised anymore, but all these drivers, all of their bio say, very famous for how good they were in corners yep. and I able mean, to overtake in and out of corners. It teaches so. you a lot. It's, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm picking up about this, this, this series is the cornering yep. and everything.
2: And like I said, it's not a huge horsepower car. You can get going really fast. Um, but if you scrub off that speed in a corner, you can't start going really fast. It's not just you know driving a big V eight yeah. or more. You're not just going to slam on the accelerator and make up for lost uh, uh, lost time or lost speed. There, right? no, the
1: acceleration's so. not there. Yeah, you got to yeah. keep the speed instead of.
2: I really realized that uh, my first year in Formula V. Um, another interesting thing about the most. Uh, most guys still have drum brakes on their Formula Vs, their Volkswagen Beetle drum brakes, yeah. oh, wait. Um, which are fine. Uh, a couple of years ago, they opened it up with the regulations that allow disc brakes. My current car has disc brakes on it. Um, there's good and bads about that. Um, with the drums, uh, they work, you don't need a ton of braking power, and the, the drums work fine, but you have to adjust them. You have to adjust the yeah. shoes um after every session. And it's it's just one more thing. There's there's a lot of maintenance in between races.
1: Do they um, do uh drums just at the back or no, back fr- and front?
2: Back and front. Okay. Um so a lot of adjustments, more obviously brake bias towards the front. Yeah. Um but um I lost brakes uh, at a race at uh, Mission Raceway in, in my first year in V and uh, but I st- uh, I kept racing because it was actually not that bad. Like yeah. I, I oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I had to change your approach a little bit, but it made really made me realize, you know what? It's this this seri- this type of uh, racing is not about braking power. It's about you know, keeping your foot off the brake, right? Yeah. And one of the things, I joke, because uh, people always ask me, when, you know, um, what do you think of the disc brakes? I've got the, you know, not many people have disc brake packages. They're extremely expensive for, for the car. And they're like, well, what do you think of them? And I say, well, I love them and I hate them. I love them because they're zero maintenance and they work great. I hate them because with the drums, I can put my foot on the brake and have nothing happen. And it makes me feel better because I'm reaching <laughs> for the brake. But it's not actually doing anything to slow down the car and that's an advantage, right? Right, so mm-hmm. with the drums, you really have to, to yeah. stomp on that brake to get it to do anything. With the discs, you just touch it and you're slowing down. And you know, it's that human nature, self-preservation. You're barreling into a corner. You're gonna want to, you know, that foot's gonna move over towards the brake a little bit. And but the car may not need you to do that, right? And it, it's a psychological thing that if you can, you know, um, just lightly touch that brake, or you know, or stay off it in in a lot of corners, um, you're gonna be your driving's gonna be better for it. Right. But, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's that self-preservation, like oh god, I, you know, I got to stop, <laughs> slow yeah. down, right? So with the drums, you can you can have that uh, you know that comforting feeling of having your foot on the brake pedal, um, and also the, the knowledge that it's not doing anything. So to, you know, yeah. feel free to leave it there. So it's
0: kind of like a like a placebo, placebo effect. Yeah, well. e- like, exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly. doing what I need to do. But <laughs> exactly. Really yeah. See, I'm aggressive. saving my
2: life. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, before Maron, I'm sure you have like something. You want to say something?
1: Uh, I don't know. You're just putting me on the spot here. What's up?
0: No, nothing. I just said, if you didn't have any questions, now, <laughs> now's the time to answer, ask, or qu- bring up anything to, to say, because if you don't, I'm going to say, we're going to take a quick little break here <laughs> okay. and uh, come back here with more with Aaron and talk, and maybe you want to get into some racetracks that we, uh, we need to ask you about. So Absolutely. stay here. Stay tuned on Civil Radio 101.7 FM uh, for more talks with uh, me, Marion, and Aaron. So yeah, do that. <laughs> you know, Aaron, i maybe need to ask, since we started talking, you mentioned uh, that uh, the Pacific Challenge Cup goes across, you know, all the way down to California from yep. all the way up here. W- out of all the tracks that you go to, what are your favorite three? I'll give you three. I'll give you three.
2: Um, okay. Favorite three. Favorite three. Favorite three.
1: Uh. Yeah. In no specific <laughs> In order. In no specific yeah. order.
3: So um,
2: I'm really partial to Seattle um it's called pacific raceways now it used to be seattle international raceway it's not actually in seattle it's probably why they changed the name <laughs> it's, yeah. in it's just outside of kent um oh, nice. it is a it's a beautiful track um it's kind of in the trees um it's not a, a super long track lots of you know tight corners which is amazing for formula v's really it's a really fast track because is the uh the um you know really long straightaway um compared to, to most around here and some Big sweeper corners as well that you can carry a lot of speed it's got a little corkscrew sort of thing happening um there's there's kind of two halves to the track the front and the back the front you can see from the stands and the pits and everything like that and then you you know you go down the straightaway into a long sweeping uh, left turn and uh, then you go start uh, having an elevation decrease i guess going down into a corkscrew you know, a tight sc- corkscrew and then you've got some uh you're climbing back up going through a couple more twisty turns in the back uh pop out again kind of where you came from long sweeping corner back on the straightaway again it's just it's a very rhythmic course um and it's scenic and it's beautiful and yeah i really like it mm-hmm. um number two would probably be um i like the ridge uh which is also in washington state um it's out towards the Olympic Peninsula sort of thing. And it's just, it's a visually stunning track. It's, it's super clean, modern. Um, the, uh, the racetrack up actually climbs up and goes along a ridge that looks over the, uh, the pits and everything like that. Um, lots of beautiful turns. Another, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for the corkscrew turns, but a long, <laughs> you know, uh, um, uh, downward corkscrew at the very end before you get back on the track. Um, There's, at every track you go to, there's going to be resident track photographers that, uh, that's their job, that's, you know, at at least, uh, you know, a part-time job, Um, just photographing motorsports and races and everything like that. So, uh, when you, when I go away to these tracks, a lot of people do, you try and find out who the track photographers are, and then, you know, if you've had a good time, you can get, you know, buy copies of your photos from you on track. Um, and the most stunning photos I have are from the ridge just because um, when you're up top there, they, there's, uh, you know, um, there's this one area where you've just got the, the beautiful snow-capped mountains in the background. It looks like it's right there, like you're, you're racing in front of the mountains, um, the green of the, the track and everything, and, and uh, 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 the black of the tarmac. And it's just a it's a picturesque, beautiful, gorgeous track. Scenic track. Scenic track, right? Yeah. So, uh, like, the, the you know... Th- those are the framer photos, I guess, that you'd get from uh, from the ridge. Um, not a lot of racing goes on there for the stuff we do, unfortunately. Um, so uh, I didn't get to go there this year, but I um, hope to be back soon. Um, and uh, my third favorite track is, uh, I'm going to say Portland. Um because I won there last year, that's <laughs> <laughs> so a good reason. I won the SCCA uh, Nationals. The uh, the super uh, they have a the Hoosier Super Tour, uh, oh, which is yeah? like the big, uh, big event. They they've uh, you know live commentary that's broadcasted, lots of vendors, lots of crowds, and um, uh, and I won um, in the rain there, which was just a huge accomplishment. You know, um, and uh, so I love that track. Yeah.
1: So with uh with all these different tracks, right, and you spoke one um the first one for Seattle has a little bit more ev- ele- elevation play. Yep. Right. Um do you make adjustments to the car before each race or are you kind of just one adjustment per season? Yes you know, one shoe fits all. Good question.
2: I I don't because I don't know that much about the car and and things that, you know, I'm still working on adjusting it so that it's drivable, optimally drivable for me in in any circumstance. Um, Some guys do. They're they're definitely going to make changes. Um, I know with with race cars in general and, and you know, uh, uh, Formula V is no different. You've got guys out there that are convinced that um, uh, elevation changes play a big role in, in which, you know, carb needles you should be using, yeah, right? Yeah, With jets. Um, <laughs> no, not me. No. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, one, one of the changes that most people will make depending going track to track, um, I don't because I don't have the luxury of having – to transmissions, but they'll change from a short box to a long box transmission, or vice versa, depending on the length of the track, uh,
0: the length of the straightaways, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, for, for, those, for those of us m- who may or may not, I plead the fifth and say may or may not be in the room, what is the major difference between a short and a long it's, it, it's it's the length of it's the look of really
2: the sure. gears, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. So you've got you know, your your gearing ratio. Um, you have a, a one two six final gear or a one three three or what it, all these you know mystery wizard numbers. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it, it, it's really how much of each gear you've got, right? So how far your third gear goes before you have to shift into fourth, right? Mm-hmm. And before until you get to the top of that that gear. So that um, now with the short box, you've got more low end grunt in the car, so it's going to get you, uh, you know coming out of corners better um it give you a little bit more uh push and acceleration coming out of out of the twisty bits um, but you lose on the top end which means when you're on a if you're on a really fast really long track uh you run out of gear you know your your rpms are still climbing and you're not you know uh, you're, you're not you stop accelerating right so mm-hmm. um on a long track so we race uh, you know uh, this year we were down in thunder hill in uh, in california and it's a, another absolutely beautiful track um, but it's huge. Um, uh, they have two tracks there. They're North and I think it's North and South or it's East and West, whatever they, they've got it divided up. Um, we, most races are always on the, and I'm, I know I'm going to say this wrong. So they're on the one side, I'm going to call it the, the East track, <laughs> which is <I'm laughs> most, most assuredly wrong, but, we're, um, which is a three and a half, almost four mile track, which is really long for a racetrack. Um, really long for a formula V racing there on a regular race, uh, on a three and a half, four mile track, it feels like a, a V is underpowered because there's you know there's just so much more track ahead of you that, and long straightaways before you get to the next corner. Well, this year they had um, the SCCA um, majors; uh, they're the governing body in the, for amateur racing in the U.S. One of them, um, they had their big Western Shootout, which was like a mini runoffs, you know, um, championship, and they opened up for it was three days, three different track configurations. Um and the third day the last track configuration was they combined both tracks into one mega super crazy and it was five and a half miles long. This oh time. wow, <laughs> that's a that's it a was, long yeah so, long track. So that tracks that is a long box track on a on a normal day on just the the, yeah. uh, the the shorter three and a half mile. Um, but definitely you know the guys like me that were running the short box we just we were just could not keep up on the straightaways right it, it's just
0: Let's answer my next question which is which which tra- which one do you have but i Street have a short box yeah, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go oh, yeah. what do <laughs> i like what a what an answer uh yes. I don't know where I was gonna go with that, but I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the rebel, the the but, monster in me is really yeah. kicking in right now. But <laughs> that, that's one of the only adjustments you'd yeah. typically make track to track if you had
2: the ability to do it. And uh, I don't have both transmissions, so I'm stuck with the short box and I'm you know, is
0: that your next kind of major up kind of upgrade purchase you think you're no, thinking I of don't, doing? I, I don't think so,
2: Just because, you know what most it's a lot of the, of work. yeah, most of the tracks uh northern west coast are Short box tracks. I'm make air quotes here for the people yeah. through the microphone. The we get the emphasis. <laughs> <right. whoever laughs> <Yeah. I. laughs> yeah. um, so, so, so I'm I'm happy with that, and and uh, you know, um, uh, i And it's a lot of work to swap out a
0: transmission. Yeah. You you had mentioned, you know, there were some, uh, at least back in the day, or sometimes still some currently, there are some who just speci- some companies who specifically manufacture uh from the V cars. Yep, everything. Do you, uh, what? Which car or car make are you driving now? Where did where, where did you start?
2: Yeah, like. so the uh, the car I have now, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's called a R D Merc M E R C. It's a 2016, um, and that means nothing to you and it that means nothing to anyone else that actually races Formula Vs because it doesn't exist. It's the only one. <laughs> 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 um, so you, you get a lot of Frankenstein cars like this, where, and, it, and it took me a while to figure it out, but my car is actually it is one of those uh, bigger produced cars from, the, from uh, days gone by. It would have been a 1980 Lynx, and oh, it was okay. raced and sold and raced and sold. And a gentleman, um, two owners before me, Uh, Got his hands on it and rebuilt it, I guess, in 2016. That's why it's called, uh, why it's bad for 2016. But he just rebuilt the chassis as a copy of the old chassis. So it's, it's one of those questions like how many, you know, how many parts do you have to change before it's a new car? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, I guess it was enough that in 2016 they rebranded it, um, got a new logbook for it. Um, but it, it's a 1980 Lynx, right? And they it. called
1: it an RD Merc. Well, and so I, yeah, could, I could
2: never figure that out. And I actually messaged the original owner. I said, where does this name come from? Where does this name come from? And he, he wouldn't answer me. And I finally figured it out by going through all his build photos and everything. It was the paint color code that he picked on the body. See, red, Mercury. It was a Mercury red. was the color If to.
1: you're going to do that, then why not just call it something? You right. know, like this is my card, Joe. Yep. You wouldn't know it, but... Um, but this is Joe. You know? yeah. there are a lot of guys
2: out there that, that have you know fa- fantastic or less fantastic or you know th- names that they think are right because they've done enough to their car. They're they're rebranding it. And there's a lot of creative names you've got out there for one-off cars. This car. Do you, have
0: a, do you have a favorite like favorite like a list of favorite ones you've heard or like? Oh
2: no. Uh, well, you know, there, there's a guy um, and I haven't had the pleasure of racing against him. Um, we because he's in uh, Southern California and the furthest I've gone is Northern California from okay. here. Yeah. Um, but a guy named Mark. Edwards, that has a uh, his car is called Glamdring from Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings. There yeah. You go. yeah, yeah. Oh. I love it, and, that's amazing. and apparently, there's someone else in the southern U.S. that has uh, a, a, another car that with another Lord of the Rings name, but I can't remember. Oh, uh,
3: that's cool, right See, now, but you know, and
1: and that's my number one complaint with like McLaren cars in general oh, is that is- like they always name them like they name fax machines <laughs> <laughs> it's just letters and numbers like alfa romeo's got it right it's a different lady's name every time you know that's but like mclaren it's just it's not even like mercedes where like the numbers and letters kind of tell you something about the car
0: even then it's it's pretty, pretty... it's,
1: it's yeah. just a fax machine number <laughs> like <But> the p1's <laughs> nice though
0: it's nice some because
1: it's short yeah. in comparison to and, some of the other names and, they've come up with and the but
0: McLaren F1 was named the F1 because the team that built that car all worked with each other on their Formula One team so they make some point
3: yeah right? when when you, it's
0: just a letter and
1: a single number it's not that bad yeah. but sometimes they get a little long with it and it's like
0: it's it's yeah so why I'd, I'd call mine the C, I'd call mine uh, the uh, CF-14 Nighthawk, so I I would call mine that, yeah. No, one, no one asks me. What, don't ask me why. Sure, not I, don't I know already know why? Why. <laughs> why I already know why. No, N- and I just like the name. I just like the name Night Okay, it sounds like a whole episode right there. <laughs> exactly. Well, the F fourteen is my favorite fighter jet. Yeah, and then the um, Night,
1: Night says D and D Batman character. No, that's Night Raven. That's a different. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <that's a> different. <laughs> sorry. Night Hawk is just I don't know. It just sounds <laughs> aggressive.
0: It sounds a weird. Superhero-y. Yeah. And, it, it sounds. It sounds like what a race car would be named right in my yeah. opinion like but i'm also i've been wrong before numerous of times but who knows about this um, Mine was
1: called toothless
0: <laughs> your race car was called toothless
1: well it was a uh, it was um how, how, a 2008 eclipse right oh that makes a lot of sense then. and it was all black and yeah. so like it just it looked like toothless face yeah and Just that's like because what, of that bubble shape
0: and that's right when uh of course the movie we're talking about how how to train your dragon that's like right when that movie was coming out i think that time no, so I very, think
1: it was, it was out for a while i didn't get it in 2008 i got it like 2013 2012 yeah um but that's what i'm saying is that you but, probably would
0: have picked because I've, I've heard the story before so yeah I think like when, when you when you when you got it when I,
1: when I time. got it now, I was one of my friends who was just like obsessed with the movie and looked oh, okay. at the car and was like, it looks like toothless. And then it just stuck. Yeah. But
0: yeah. So, going back to formula V cars though. Uh, have you driven a lot of the different types Are they all pretty, like do they all kind of handle because it's so spec and, and everything, do they all yeah. kind of handle very much the same or is there a, a, a yes. specific model that you're like, I would love to drive this?
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, the goal is that they all kind of drive the same, right? But it's um, there's differences in geometry and the, the way the chassis is set up and and the driver position, how it feels, um, which can all alter the handling completely. Some of them are more uh, sit-up cars. Um, like there's there's a, a more modern manufacturer they called BRD cars, I think, and they're made out east, and they're they're kind of an upright sitting. Position, you know, off, not quite office chair, but um, that sort of thing. Um, a lot of cars are laydown cars. My my current one is a what you'd consider a lay-down car, where you're you're basically laying on the fuel cell. Um, yeah, absolutely. Far, far yeah. back, completely stretched out, and it changes the dynamic, changes the center of gravity in
0: the car, changes the handling. Um, it's got to
1: feel good on the back. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: doesn't ask. Like, so. I, I get a, I get a lot of, of, of. Um, like I get, I get teased a lot about how I sit in my car. I sit really straight up, yeah. and my, my entire family, except for my father, doesn't. They like I always have to adjust the seat because they've got the lean going on. It's, the, it, yeah. yeah, it looks like you're driving what? in the hood. Like it's like they they lean so far back into it, and they like how do you sit for so long when your back is literally just vertical? And I just like, how do you not like I like, I would fall yeah. asleep if it was leaning like back. If I
1: was leaning back, I need yeah. to be like straight or leaning forward. Yeah, and not like in the like little old lady kind of way, but just like. Yeah. You know, I know
0: it's my, my street car
2: driving position is kind of ninety degrees. You know, like yeah. upright. Up uh, but you have more control that way, right? You're yeah, more control over the car. Yeah. Um, with with a formula car though, laying down, you can have a lot of control too, because there's there's no big dashboard in front of you, right? So you don't yeah have to see over very anything. different and a very different position, right? But um, yeah, it, it's there's a lot of cars I'd like to try. Um, maybe I will one day. But
1: do you, um do you ever like swap cars for a lap with someone just like they want to try yours, you want to try theirs and like not, not racing, but just kind of like, Hey, let me see how yours handles and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I,
2: I actually, um, so when I was having all the, the issues with my current car, when I first got it, I mentioned that the, the mounts were twisted and the chassis was messed up. Um, uh, um, I got someone to, to drive it just to give me their opinion because I still hadn't identified what was up. Um, That car, once it was all fixed again, um, I was having some engine issues last year, and I, you know, kept thinking in the in the paddock everything was fine, sounded good. Get it on track, and it just it it, it just the feeling wasn't there. Um, so I actually went to a practice day, and I got a guy that I raced with to come out and say, I just said, hey, can you just drive my car for the day yeah you know, you've been doing this for a really long time you understand formula v's you, you get the setup you understand geometry changes what the engine's supposed to be doing what the, the suspension's supposed to be doing and he did and we just had a day where he'd he'd go out and and drive it and uh, come back and say yeah you know i think you could benefit from this adjustment here this one we'd, we'd change a few things he'd go back out um i didn't drive the car at all that day i was happy to just let him you know do his thing and and try and optimize the car for me yeah Mm -hmm. um, nice people don't usually do that to me because i'm newer at it so
0: (laughs) i'm they're not going to get any benefit out of me driving their car but yeah Yeah, but but i guess you must just learn so much from watching that too yeah and like in terms of what you what they're looking for it means that like that's what you should be starting to look for and everything um and do you find that now that since they've done that and the adjustments you're able to do that on your own car a bit Uh, more now too absolutely yeah yeah and
2: every time you know it's like with learning everything you get more comfortable um, you know, it's first show me, then do it with me, and then let me do it on my own. Right? It's it's the you know how you teach kids anything, or it's the same thing. I forget, like most kids do. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. they'll show <laughs> me, they'll do it with me. I'll go to do it on my own. Realize I've forgotten. I'll have to ask again. But uh, no, every time you 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 do that, you're getting more familiar, more comfortable with the car, more comfortable with the setup, and with your expectations of you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so like you know, as a driver, and then go in you have your obviously your your. The three or four tracks that you named. What do you like in a in a race track, and even just in a car, like to fit your specific style of driving and how you corner and everything? Like, what do you look for? Do you ever sit there and go to a track and kind of like, ah, oh, this is not the one for me? Like, <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I know yeah, that one's going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but and then, how do you adjust on those tracks when you when you know that this is going to cause your style? be you might ju- not drive well with your style how do you adjust in that or is that very much just as it goes and it's how you feel in it it's just it?
2: part of racing right so i'm not i'm uh, you know uh, i mentioned i was joking earlier that portland's one of my favorites because i won there um it's because I, I i'm not a i don't win most races and you know i have still got a lot to learn um so i'm not going to a track with the necessarily with the mindset that uh, i have to win i mean, to come out on first and i got to i got to you know this um Got to be the best on this track. I go with the kind of outlook that, hey, this is something new. Going to experience it, learn this track, see if I can get better over the course of the weekend, right? So if you're out on track five, six, seven times, um, I want to be learning how this track is supposed to be raced um, consistently through the weekend. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the, the final laps on the final day are my best ones of the weekend because I've, I've, I've learned and I'm not going to say mastered, but you know, gotten a better understanding of how that track's supposed to be run. There's no bad tracks out there. People don't build bad tracks. Um, but there's tracks you're not used to and Mm -hmm. that you may not, like you said, may may not fit your style. Um, my style is just trying to be the best
1: I can on on any given track. Right. So, so that brings up the question of rivalry. Yeah, do you have any?
2: Um, it changes race to race. Right? Okay. There's no, there's no long-standing. Uh, you know, uh, there's not like one Hatfields and the McCoys so. out, th-
1: out <laughs> no. there that you're just every time you see them at a track, you're like. I'm I'm coming for you this oh, I, time. Oh,
0: no, that's everybody. No. I, 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 I every start weapon. off my week and I go, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I learned how to bump check you all. Yeah. I've been practicing in the, for- in the simulator for uh, two weeks. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> that Formula V PlayStation simulator,
2: I... I always put my money on. <laughs> it's it's really close racing, like I mentioned before. Um, but there's there's differences, and p- some people are on, and some people are off on that weekend. So that rivalry will develop every weekend with different people. I find, Okay, right? And it, it, the fun part of it, even if you're not winning, if you're racing with one or two or three people, and you are at the same level and the same yeah. lap times, and you can actually have a dogfight with them consistently through the race, that's that's the you know the the ultimate in a in a race weekend. So your rival will. Changed depending on you know who's in that role right now. If it's if you're fighting first first second and third like last weekend in Seattle, I the stars had aligned I guess with my driving my car and everything like that. And I spent the whole weekend um, going back and forth first second third first second third in, in every race. Nice. Um, ended up crashing at the end of the weekend and oh I, no, I didn't no. go so well. But
1: oh Aaron, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> that brings that. up another question too, yeah. but
2: going i was just gonna say that that weekend uh my rivals were there was there was uh three or four of them that were we were all just going back and forth and yeah and uh you know um but it wasn't a uh, uh, a shaky finger and a a threatening stare it was you know after the race went and sought that person out huge handshake and just said you're awesome that was amazing let's do it again next time you won't get me or or you know next time you'll maybe get has
0: there has there been a um michael schumacher uh, in heading off on the pits into the next garage over to fight the driver moment for, uh, that you've witnessed yet, or is yeah, that last right. last weekend. Everything happened last <laughs> week. Everything. No, it was
2: with that, that cra- was the race to w- be at. It was with that crash, and um, um, I thought uh, like, so. Uh, I'm Not going to get into blame or anything like this. Um, it was one of those times I, and we were fighting for you know first, second, third, and and um, I had passed someone and we're going through this corkscrew in Seattle where it, it's a it's a downgrade into a corner, uh, a, a tight um, uh, right hand corner immediately down and into a left hand out of the corkscrew sort of thing. and it, you know, I was too wide with one of the guys that I was fighting with. I didn't realize that one of the guys that I'd passed, you know, pre- uh, previous corner, was still tight behind me. I didn't see him. And his front uh, right tire clipped my uh, back left tire as I'm going into the, into the uh, tight, r- tight left corner. Well, it spun me around and then he T-boned me. And just, Ooh. we got tangled up and dragged across. Um, as soon as everything, you know, people are zooming by, this throng of cars and everything, everything stops. And I, I, I couldn't get out, but I you know, wasn't on fire, so I'm not about to get out in the middle of the track. But I looked over, I'm like, hey, are you, you know, hands up. Are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything all right? And the threats and the swears and the, it, like, I thought he was going to get out and start throwing fists right it was yeah. it was absolutely brutal it was even more brutal because we couldn't move <laughs> we were stuck there <laughs> yeah. and uh you know um i my car was non-operable my front tires were were like 90 degrees to the car Ooh. um you know my, fine, my steering box was in the wrong place the tire rods sh- anyways and um there's nothing we could do in the race they let the race finish we were in the middle of the the, the corner <laughs> and um, but it was fine there was a couple laps left Laps left, um, but he was just yelling and screaming the whole time I was like okay okay well, you know whatever you tow trucks come they, they separate us he was actually once they pulled him out from between my wheels he was able to drive off my car wasn't drivable I had to wait for the tow truck and get dangled off the back and everything like that apparently um, so it took me a good t- extra 20 minutes to come back into the paddocks um, apparently he, he had the whole Michael Schumacher you know you know out for blood, sort of thing. But I missed all that, and I guess by the time I came back in with the tow truck, he'd cooled down. Was, <laughs> I got oh, some wow. icy stairs, and that's it. But according yeah. to everyone else, there was uh, there, there was some uh, some rage going so, on. Uh,
1: have you been in many crashes?
2: That was my first one. Okay. I've have was you know knock on wood I was incident free for five years, um, and I hope to be incident free for the next five years. I don't want that happen. It was just an unlucky you know driving incident. Um, Unlike uh you know f1 guys or, or paid athletes, I have to pay for my car, I have to pay for repairs, um, yeah. I have to figure out how to, to to fix them. I would rather lose position than get tangled up and and end up in a crash. Not everybody has that mentality. some people are you know less or more carefree, I guess, but yeah. uh, I'll always pull back if if it's not gonna if it's not gonna work out
1: well right. and and cost of uh, of repairing the car aside. Like, I imagine there's got to be some sort of fear for your own Danger. personal <laughs> yeah. safety at that point, especially when you're getting T-boned.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the cars are they're as safe as racing can be sort of thing in a, in a, you know, 60-year-old race car design sort of thing. So, you know, full cage. Um, of course, wearing full fire suits, three layers, uh, helmets, balaclavas, you know, fireproof gloves and boots yeah. and everything like that. Um, but uh, th- there's a real danger to impact damage and you know everything like that. Um, originally, uh, the requirement for Formula V's is that you have intrusion protection along the, the sides of the cockpit, so that if you do get t bone, for example, that something doesn't go through the cockpit and then through you. Um, and a lot of guys have uh, really thin steel or aluminum. Uh, intrusion panels along the sides. My car doesn't, and I've always wondered how it's going to do because it, it's Kevlar, um, and it's allowed. It's in the regulations. Yeah. You can either have steel or aluminum of certain thickness, or you can have Kevlar if it's a certain number of layers and you know carbon. And so, my my car is carbon fiber and Kevlar, and it did its trick. So his nose did not come through my cockpit and, and slice me in half. Yeah, it, what a way to test the that! The Kevlar did its its job, right? So yeah,
1: those uh, those fire suits are. Um... You get sweaty in them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, um, it is surprising how much your body cannot breathe. <laughs> especially
2: on a 35 or 40 degree August weekend. Or, oh. um, And then, you know, fun fact... Most race car drivers in amateur motorsports anyways, they invest one of the first things they invest in if they 're in a hot place like this is a cool suit and a cool yeah. suit as uh, you 're familiar with them, they pump ice water there 's a reservoir um, that 's in your car it 's like a little cooler and it pumps the ice water through your suit well, there 's no room for that in a formula v. You no. cannot have a cool suit there's no room f- you're barely room for the driver to turn his head from side to side there 's no cooler space in there so but I found the trick uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were in Port- or a couple months ago. It was like a 40-degree weekend in Portland, and I didn't even want to get in my suit. I thought I was going to die of heat stroke. Um, I bought an ice gel vest.
1: Oh, um, smart.
2: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's you know, the the uh, the gel packs, uh, ice packs you have in your yeah. freezer that have got yeah. the blue stuff in them? Yeah. So that's what it is. It's uh, four strips of them, one on each side on the front and two in the back that just go in pockets in this little super tight vest. But the chemical in it freezes below 15 degrees celsius i think or 14 degrees something like that oh so pretty like pretty pretty warm right like freezing point um and literally you just throw it if you've got a cooler with uh uh, your non-alcoholic beverages for during track time or your (laughs) beverages for later just throw it in the cooler i find it if if you've got water and ice in there it's like 15 minutes in there and the thing's frozen solid yeah um but because the freezing point is so high Takes it, forever for it, it to thaw. Well, it, it doesn't feel ice cold. It's just cool. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like you've got an ice pack against you because it's it's fifteen degrees. It's not, but it it
0: it's great. It's a lifesaver. It, I love it. Yeah, like yeah. it may not be super like ice cold, but comparatively in that suit, yeah, where it just keep, it keeps like, you cool, like yeah.
2: it, it'll keep your body temperature in around like you know normal. <laughs> <versus> Have uh, <laughs> you
1: taken a flame to any part of the suit? Just out of like morbid curiosity. Cause no,
2: no, because the suits are really expensive. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I had um,
1: yeah. a friend give me a good amount of uh, fireproof um, clothing and uh, one of the T-shirts I just had to try to catch on fire just to... And did it burn? Ju- no, <laughs> it wouldn't. Like I tried so hard. It would not catch fire. Um, but yeah, I, I just I had to try. <laughs> all the <laughs> to try. I,
3: I'm
2: I'm convinced that parts of it will burn, and I'm sure. Apparently, so Nomex is the the fireproof material yeah. that they make all this stuff out of, and we wear Nomex long underwear under our fire suits and the yeah. Nomex suit. It turns black. But yeah, but the the thread. So I, uh, you know, I actually asked someone I'm like, well, won't all the thread, the stitching burn? And they're like, no, it's Nomex thread. And you can yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I s- and then, you know in the same sentence. I said, but I put all the patches on the suit myself, and I don't have Nomex threads. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that might catch. That, so you that, that might catch. compromise. Yeah. So, accident.
2: <laughs> I think I might shoot. Right? At least in little, tiny stitch places. All the yeah, around, just,
1: right? so. just get little little spot burns. You yeah. know, of like. Yeah.
2: And one person I was racing with answered, "Well, that's why I use adhesive on my patches." And the other one said, that's why I bought Nomex thread." Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> well, that, well, that's another way you could just ensure sponsorships, though. Right. Is that you don't use Normax threads, so they burn and burn in place. Right. So you have, you'll you always have a little. Just a, a burned little, in image so, of the. Yeah. Exactly. Surprisingly,
1: <laughs> it doesn't brand that way. <laughs>
0: Don't don't <laughs> burn my fantasy Marion. <laughs> <laughs> this is this I found the loophole. In Surprisingly, this. <laughs> a square
1: pa- a square patch with a logo on it will burn as a square patch. <laughs> Not as the content <laughs> of the <laughs> image <laughs> on the logo. <laughs> 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 Didn't get
0: the Nomex thread and just thread yeah. in the names in that way, so yeah. that way it's silly. <laughs> this is real life physics. <laughs> if you go. jump
1: off a cliff, you don't have to realize that you're off the cliff before you fall. <laughs> oh no way. <laughs>
0: so. Oh, so I've been doing it wrong the entire time, it turns out. I
1: you gotta love that cartoon physics logic. It's yeah. Like, oh, well, if I burn an image, it will totally burn yeah. the image. The crazy, <laughs> the
2: crazy thing is, though, right now there's some people listening. They're wondering how they can make a patch in the shape of their logo. So if it doesn't. There we go. Okay.
1: So, so you guys, you get it. You guys get it. I'll appease these people. So what you do is on the back of the patch, the side that's going to be like in contact with the suit
2: while burning. while burning
1: you use two different types of adhesive glues Mm. right and so to the naked eye it just looks like clear glue but your logo is done on one that's like burns a lot hotter and the other one on one that burns a lot less hot and then hopefully you'll have the two shades
0: do you have a specific uh, a, a brands you like to use for the glue or uh, just any old adhesive glue? What more? logo
1: are you going after? Like uh,
0: yeah, I don't, I'm not, no, no, nothing, nothing in What's specific. What's the goal here, Taryn? <laughs> yeah. I haven't made that one up yet. Maybe like BMW or, yeah, yeah. or just the Monster M. <laughs> yeah, <just> the big. <laughs> I can imagine
2: the news story now. You know, he would have survived. The fire suit did its thing, except the Monster logo
1: burned through his <laughs> chest <laughs> and out the other side. Yeah, only part one one
0: of it just happened to be above Ironically. The glue just <laughs>
1: turned to Napalm. Yeah, and exactly. uh monster right uses through.
0: monster uses it as a as an advertisement like, we're so hot it goes it, it goes goes right, through, yeah. it goes right straight through you yeah. straight to the heart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so earlier in the show Aaron, you had mentioned though uh about the pacific challenge cup yes and kind of getting through that and and you know looking it up uh and even when i had talked to you before um one of the com- conversations we had was that it's still kind of relatively new you That's were kind right. of redoing it so yep. Uh, looking up here we really kind of got formed specifically around 2021 and then yeah. it says the official one is 2022 how accurate right. that, La- that is last season accurate? was our first full season full season yeah, yeah. how has yeah. that been been just I'm part of the kind of a new racing league getting into that be maybe an advocate for it and yeah, like all of that it's
2: been it's been interesting it's been an eye opener for me Um, it, one of the the biggest challenges is attracting sponsors, right? And uh um, hey Monster, if you're out there, <laughs> you know we'll we'll do that with the patches if you <laughs> <knows. laughs> uh um, I'll put the special glue
1: on it. Yeah, yeah. no
2: I, I actually did approach uh Monster. Um, oh, but no I, I um, one of my duties with the Pacific Challenge Cup, the thing the, the projects I took on was uh going after sponsors. So mm. drafting letters and reaching out, trying to find the right people Convince them that this is something they want their name behind. Look how cool it is; these cars are awesome, uh, mm-hmm. know, all that sort of stuff. And I uh, actually got a response from Monster. Uh, was there was no money attached to it? Or anything, oh, no, unfortunately, they, they said they were reviewing. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, that's but, that's you know further what? than I've got. So you know <laughs> what? I I put out you know fi- let's say fifty requests. Uh, you know, uh, twenty of them, uh, or maybe fifteen of them actually even replied, and a few of them uh, came through with with sponsorship for in different ways. We've got you know financial sponsors that are have been providing money for uh, race winnings, like we, we, we get a pool um, uh, tow fund, so a travel fund, so that drivers from California can come race up here or vice versa, right, and try and reimburse them for their fuel.
1: Have you uh, messaged Ryan Reynolds at all? No,
2: I haven't. <laughs> I hear he's into motorsports. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and, and he's Ryan, a BC boy, yeah, right? He is, he's he, he's boy. a BC boy. should see if you want to so... tell him about coming on. Ryan, if you're listening, I love your movies. I think we'd get along famously. <laughs> I love you too, Ryan Reynolds. I will let you drive my... Your this movies, is an open your offer. vodka, just, yeah. you
1: know, all of it. <laughs> open <laughs> offer right now,
2: Ryan Reynolds, I will let you drive my Formula V <laughs> <laughs> <my Formula laughs> car. Oh, No charge. No no charge. Yeah, I'll be your track sport. You, you can jump in my car and and you'll love it. You'll love it. But um, we've had some amazing sponsors uh, locally here. uh, Maxim Insurance, their auto insurance, uh, commercial insurance, all that. They're in, in Burnaby and Victoria and all over the place in the Okanagan. They were our first Big sponsor last year um, with uh, some fu- uh, financial contribution that we used for prize money and tow funds and, uh, and social aspects. Uh, they've sponsored the series again this year. Um, big Top Rentals, they're a rental company for the movie industry. They do uh, transportation yeah. and stuff for movies. There's they a chance
0: to get my rentals
2: yeah. there, too. <laughs> hey, They sponsored us last year uh, for the opening season. Uh, they were our other big uh, title sponsor, fantastic uh, um there is a uh, Petro Value Fuel sponsored us last year um, and provided uh, fuel for dr- our drivers because fuel is a huge consumable expense yeah. um, it, uh, on a race weekend, and they provide two 55-gallon drums, so everybody raced on free fuel for, uh, for a weekend. Right? What uh, about, so? like,
1: breweries? Uh...
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, we're taking applications. <laughs> for, <laughs> um, and it's just time. Try, I've, I've shot out some, uh, some letters and some contacts to a couple breweries. Haven't had any response from any of them yet. You know, yeah, because I
1: imagine with the um, just the racing culture as I know it, um, yeah. you know. I drink a lot of beer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <right? And> I, <laughs> so th- on and off the
0: track, it sounds like. Yeah, so <laughs> I... Not on the track. Not on. <laughs> Breweries, yeah. if
2: you're out there, so far I've been the beer sponsor for the Pacific Challenge Cup. and yeah. Yeah, uh, been Filling the cooler and providing beer. If you would like to ha- have a say at what beer goes in my cooler, contact me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to contact yeah. you. No, and yeah. there's a yeah. lot of <laughs>
1: local ones in... Um, in bc as well right yeah of local breweries and whatnot that yeah are always looking for more um
0: more things to put the names on see but i'm the not visibility. sure about that so so there was a
2: rule passed a while ago that tobacco companies couldn't sponsor sports anymore right that's that was the downfall of uh um, marlboro uh, yeah of, yeah. Of, uh, yeah the, the greatest fire. f1 liveries ever i don't know that is alcohol allowed to sponsor uh sports or sporting teams in I canada I think it
1: depends. Yeah, like like
3: two. To I degree. don't know. But know. if you get
1: Ryan Reynolds, he's got vodka. So Perfect. you know the, you yeah. could double <laughs> up on that one. Yeah, I think gin. Yeah, it's it's a b Well, he sold the business. But I don't like, know. It's a clear liquid. Yeah, it's, it's this, alcoholic. It's this same. is what I know.
0: It's all the same. Alcohol when, it. when so. it's when it's clear, it's always the same alcohol. <laughs> 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 Take my word for it. Don't trust me at all. But like.
1: Um, I don't, I don't know about Canada, uh, but you guys uh, deal with the states too, right? We do, yeah. And um,
0: that's
2: actually been a real challenge um, in sponsorships um, because our series runs in the U.S. and Canada. You've got Canadian companies that say, "Well, half of your races are in the U.S. It doesn't really fit our brand, and we're not, we don't exist there," and vice versa. So we've had a bit of a challenge in getting some key sponsors. Just because we're crossing borders, but their brands may not. Right. Um, and again, we're not actually after the like Monster Energy, Red Bull. They're not interested in grassroots racing no. at, at this no. level. Um, you know, it's fun. Throw it out there, and you never know. But, um, you know, our sponsors are Hoosier Tires, right? Hoosier Racing Tires. They're 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 our spec tire, anyways. But they've come on board as a sponsor this year, and they've uh, in the U.S., for example, when you race at a, a Super Tour event or a major's event, Hoosier gives tires to the winners. But um, that's only in the U.S. So they've sponsored our event now, so we can award free tires to winners of our races in Canada here, which is awesome. That's what you
1: said. A and W's in both the U.S. and Canada, hey. and they have a huge involvement with um, car shows, uh, with car support, motorsports. A and W, if um, you are listening, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because like there was Sponsor a lot the of the too. we yeah. one of the car shows I used to go to every Wednesday uh, back when I was in Ontario was consistently at the W. Yep. the mascot would come out right the big bear and everything um hand out like little like junior burgers to everyone and like they were a massive supporter and sponsor of that event nice so they do have a history of getting involved with smaller more local uh motorsports but still within the motorsports because i think they used to be a drive-in or something, so yeah. they kind of play E&W? off of that with. Oh yeah, um, the whole car culture. Yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. I yeah, wonder
0: yeah. White Spot would do it too, because White Spot is very famous up in BC for their drive-ins and everything. Yeah, too, so. a pirate. Ship. There's, a, there's a lot of companies oh, out there God. that would, that would fit really well.
1: <laughs> it's the only thing to get in a car.
0: I would honestly love to go into Formula V and have my just have, have my the car, pirate ship, have my car <laughs> well, resemble it the could pirate fit pack in the cockpit. There. Yeah, so the guys uh... hand out ice cream to everyone as I go by. Like, do you want to give your t- give me your loony? Here's your ice cream pack? There's okay. a
2: couple of guys that race in one of the series out east. Uh, I can't remember if it's the Challenge Cup or Drivers Cup. They're both big Formula V series out east. Um, but but uh, there's one of the series that has sponsored cars. So the the these companies have sponsored the series, but in, in exchange for that, um, they've they've uh, designed or, or wrapped uh, a car just for that brand. So they have a Pepto Bismol cool. car.
0: There we so go. There's a formula. Uh,
2: there's a Formula V in Ontario, <laughs> and oh. it's pink, and it's got the logo. <laughs> and uh, instead of everyone just having a little decal, because normally, you know, traditionally what we do with sponsors is their decals are on the side of yeah. our cars. Um, I don't know about a lot of guys, but I have so many decals on my car, it's hard to see the car underneath it because you've got sponsorship decals, personal sponsor decals, racetrack um, uh, decals. So sometimes when you race at a certain track, they want to see their decals on there, their, yeah. their series. So if you race with SCCBC, um, they want to see their stickers on there. Uh, we're governed by CACC, which is Confederation of Auto uh, Car clubs can something like that yeah, they 're yeah. our governing body, they work under FIA, their logo has to be on our car their decal when you 're in the u s um, you know if you 're running a, a major 's event, the major 's decal has to be on your car so there 's tons of stuff there, and it gets lost. They're doing, you know, entire car. This car, this is the Pepto-Bismol car. they got a Subway car. This is the Subway, you know, Subway restaurants car. Um, So we'd love to get into doing some stuff like that. If there's some brands up here, if A&W wants to have an A&W Formula V car, um, I'll volunteer my car. (laughs) Bright orange. It's it's a good color, too. It's cool, right? And uh, you you get, I can imagine, with wraps these days, you get Less of the
1: brown, more of the orange. Yeah, Yeah.
2: more uh, effervescent uh, bubbles, right? Maybe in the back of the... I was just about to say. (laughs) Maybe
1: the helmet can look like the bear mm mm-hmm. A oh, God. I, mean, I love it. I'm, I'm Teddy totally, bear suit. Right? <laughs> yeah. <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would
0: get a little too hot, yeah. even with the cooling vest. Like no
1: way. No, no, no way. you just you just color the suit brown, oh, okay. right, so that it looks like the well, A W bear know what? with the orange shirt. You're
2: onto something with the helmet though, because they're they're open cockpit cars. The only part yeah. of me you can see when I'm in the car is my helmet. Exactly. So, you know. Have the yeah.
1: big Yogi bear smile. Yeah. You know, it's printed just got
2: It's gotta be printed. The not, kids will love that. Can't it's actually so wear the bear. No, because the loss Yeah. No, but, just but we'll the have time. the graphics on there the sure. ears yeah. just are like a yeah you lose half a second of <laughs> laugh just from those ears
0: hey but you know what lose a but half the kids a second will be happy you get a bunch of money <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> hey. well i guess no yeah you would you want to you'd want to have all the sponsors sponsors on the car that wins at all right like, yeah. well, well well
1: but the thing is you lose you lose half a second with the ears, right? But then you can afford by that can, manifold. That exactly, you and then you gain half a horsepower. <laughs> so there you, go. you yeah. know, might be a good trade-off. Oh,
0: this is going to be.
2: There's so many <laughs> schemes in here that I'm loving it. But you know? we, we do have a lot of great sponsors. What we're looking for, you know, so and I've I mentioned some of them. So I guess to mention the other ones. But Penske Racing Shocks sponsors our series as well, and we give certificates to the winners um, for Pensky products. Um, and uh, Motul, um, they do fluids, um, so brake fluid, oil, you know, um, transmission fluid, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They've come on board as a sponsor this year, and they've been f- absolutely fantastic, huge supporter of, of uh, motorsports in general. Um, but what we're missing is a title sponsor. We'd like – I mean, we offered it up, you want to be the major sponsor – uh, maybe we'll do a car, but we'll we'll put your name instead of the Pacific Challenge Cup. It could be the A and W Pacific Challenge oh. Cup. We'll give naming
1: rights to the series.
0: How much do we need? Cold to
1: call A and W right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah. Oh, no. What's the number? Okay, no, uh, I don't I, maybe. Um, <laughs> how much do you need to get a trophy named in your honor? We, well, well. Uh, could you
1: imagine I, the F World?
0: I was a little bit of F World challenge. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like the our logo as, a, as the there's there's already.
1: looks like a racetrack exactly (laughs) we
0: could just have our logo look like uh have the the racetrack logo be the trophy and then uh Give you guys one of those. Like I'm, like I'm joking, but I'm also not yeah. joking at the same time. Well, when we talk
2: about sponsorships. We're, yeah. we're grassroots racing, so we're not asking for millions of dollars. Right? Yeah, this yeah, is, you know, we our, our affection can be bought with just a thousand or two. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't have
1: that. Our <laughs> affection can be bought with a thousand or two as well. <laughs> our, our our
0: affection, like two hundred dollars, will buy us our, our yeah. <laughs> my affection. Just give me an A and leave me the burger. Burger. Give me the burger. Honestly, give, me, give, me, give me a double double team combo <laughs> with a root beer. <laughs> for the in, boat, I'm I'm just the cheddar <laughs> uncle for me i'm good yeah exactly that's a good burger it is yeah. it burger. is i hadn't had a and w for about like almost two years i like their yam and fries. Then, um i haven't had the yam fries yet i've been too afraid there, there's I can't a get, i can't get past the, an- the the onion rings which oh onion rings, onion rings yeah you no, gotta get that yeah. crispy what,
1: what you do is you get the yam fries and the onion rings because then they give you like the savory mayonnaise sauce Right? Which and then probably. you dip. Yeah, <laughs> that one. And then you dip the onion rings in that sauce. Nice.
0: nice. What you should know, Aaron, is Marianne has the wackiest uh, food combinations. Okay. Um, and it's almost every time we do an episode, you, you pull out another one. Have I told so you a, the that's latest? That's a normal one, though. It is a normal one. That's the most tame that she's ever done. Have okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> have I told you
1: the latest? I was on air with Sean and we were talking about food. And I was like, "Oh, I could, I could really use some sour cream right now." And it took him a second. He's just like, sour cream on what? Yeah, what? it's like savory yogurt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore with you. There's <laughs> 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 times I just I think you're making it up, but I don't know. I'm like, not
1: just a spoonful. Spoon or straw. Spoon, okay. spoon. It's it's this too r- thick.
0: This reminds me of this time that gotta um, go
1: for the full fat sour cream. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Fourteen yeah.
2: yeah. percent. Yeah.
0: There is. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a really embarrassing story with me and sour cream. If you want. Absolutely. Um, years ago, back when I I was like just freshly turning nineteen and that, and uh, I was at a, my friend's house party and i drank a lot as as one as a 19 year old does as one as as you do when you're first 19 and and start drinking legally um and i got to the point where my friend realized oh wait i don't think i've seen Taryn eat anything yet and he's like at this point i'm pretty blacked out i don't remember a lot of this is it
1: 19 bc
0: it is 19 bc okay yeah Yeah. very important context of this story is that at this point i don't know what's going on that's fair and he he realized now, um, this friend is also uh, a friend that I've told you about. is now an actor and doing some pretty big things. So this is, should tell you how far we've come uh, as as a pair. Um, and he like couldn't remember if I'd eaten anything, and one of my other friends had brought like a big tub of sour cream to make. Because he was told there'd be nachos, and he <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. One. What is the? What's the I love proper
1: parody. Big he was. tub of sour cream to a party. Yeah. Yeah, that was it's thing. either nachos or pierogies. Yeah, but... that, was, that
0: was his only thing. And at this point, like he, he, um, they were also really good friends with my older brother. So they had a very protective, like older brother thing with me. And they were like, okay. We haven't seen Taryn eat, and he continues to drink.
1: Did you have the savory yogurt?
0: No, I did have the savory yogurt. <laughs> and the thing was, is like, <laughs> so they would say, like, we need to get him to eat something. Oh, that's horrible, And the though. only thing we could get, like, anything to get him to throw up. So here, Taryn, here's the sour cream. Well, oh, so yeah. they, they, that's they were just intentionally gonna... getting you to throw up. Yes. I was going to well, you're going to throw up Turtles. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I, did. <laughs> I Exactly. Did. I was yeah. going to
1: say, that's just a quick way to make yeah. cheese inside yes. of you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, oh yes. And, <laughs> and basically what happened is, is they, they originally tried to get me to eat it, and I wouldn't eat it. And then they realized that the only thing, like, like the true midzing that I am, the only way to get me to do something is to say, I can beat you at this. <laughs> And so, I was like, no, you can't. So, who it's, made the most matzah? Oh, well, me. Because <laughs> the whole thing is is that th- they said that there was going to be a a, comp- a sour cream eating competition. Oh, and that's... I had to win. Now, there was no competition. <laughs> it was no. just to get me to eat something so that I would have something in my system. Yeah. And then that's the story of why I didn't eat sour cream for uh, a number of years. And unless it was for um, nachos. And, and speaking of pierogies, pierogies. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah sour just- cream.
1: Quick way to make cheese inside of you.
0: Yeah, but why it's would you just eat sour cream? I not know without a reason. Because it's good. Just
1: wow. just a spoonful. Look,
0: I've lived that. It's not that. good It's like not that a, good by itself.
1: It's savory yogurt.
0: Okay, Aaron. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> 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 savory yogurt for sour cream. <laughs> there you go. Gosh,
3: it's just. I can't get over
0: it. <laughs> okay, you know, move okay. it. Okay, with salt and pepper.
1: What no just, no, just just I don't know. It's just I have a tub in the fridge and every now and then I just go in there and grab a scoop. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's It's I like just, it's like yogurt, you know. No. You don't you don't eat the whole thing. <laughs> no. You just it's,
0: grab a scoop full or two. It's not no. This isn't this isn't crunchy peanut butter meringue. This isn't something you just
1: have. <laughs> it's not great with peanut butter.
0: No. <laughs> of course it is.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's a try. Yeah. <laughs> i've started. started i've started
0: i I've started can't i have started counting my macros um i'm currently down four pounds okay uh but i'm starting to count them a bit more as in like i'm not like really hard on count like harsh like counting yeah. them but i'm aware of what i'm putting in my body a bit better and one of the things i do kind of count are like the certain types of fats i put in and when i'm low on fat for the day i just have a couple spoons of peanut butter and i'm up top. Hey, <laughs> That's yeah. fair. It's, it's great. I go for mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my brother reese Rees sits, sits sits there. Is like, why are you eating so much peanut butter? That's bread the other savory yogurt, by the way. <laughs> <That's is mayonnaise. laughs> are you a miracle wrapper? Yeah, but that
1: one's like, uh oh, neither QP. Is the, that good? The, like the Japanese one? Oh, so uh, wh- get- okay, and where do you get
2: it? MSG. Um, I almost ordered it on Amazon the other day cuz I've been curious about it.
1: I've I'm I'm out about ordering mayonnaise off the internet. And uh, I know that any it's food like, product at the internet is right. fair. Yeah. That's um, a, but where do you get it? Uh, I I got mine at TNT. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, any it's any supposed Asian really grocery. Good, so, it, so. it really is. And like that's I don't it. I don't have the the actual QP with the like baby on the bottle. Yeah. Like the name brand one. I just have um I don't know. N- no name japanese mayo from TNT but yeah. um but Just yeah no a it's a bunch of msg in it i i don't know i don't know what they put in it but um Hopefully. it's definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, definitely that's delicious <laughs> yeah. um i do like normal mayonnaise as well but it's a little bland in comparison yeah, yeah every, once every... once you go japanese it's hard to go back
0: Marion literally every food by itself compared to what you eat it with is bland like literally everything you've ever told me about, this is the food I eat, but this, it's like, how do you go back to it normally? And well, typically and my answer has been correct, which my, my hypothesis on you has been correct, which you don't go back to it normally.
1: Well, no, and that's, that's the thing that's led me to, you know, trying sour cream with peanut butter once was oh, like, yeah. like eventually you got to try to elevate. I Actually, I made peanut butter risotto once.
0: That does and, sound good.
1: And you know what? You know what? That was delicious with maple candied bacon bits and and peanut butter risotto, which yeah. That's that's one of my weirdest but most prideful moment was uh was that one. It was good. Yeah. It was good. But anyways, uh my point is I I got to keep trying new things because it's like it's hard to go back to bland food after that. And then you get curious you know like the broccoli with coffee crisp i didn't that think actually that was pretty good i know right
0: <laughs> that should not have been right, good
1: right though it shouldn't yeah. be good no. but after that you get you get curious yeah
0: but i also like so the recipe for you, aaron is yeah. broccoli with like a bunch <laughs> of garlic i'm, I'm not salt, taking notes pepper.
1: it's it's garlic broccoli with coffee crisp and it ends up tasting like you know the goldfish crackers they yeah. used to come out with the pizza flavor ones? Yeah, they still it's, have those. It's yeah. the pizza flavor ones. It's exactly how it tastes. It's so S- weird. Surprisingly, Not in my head. Surprisingly. I yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> it's the garlic. A spoonful of sour cream, uh-huh. Yeah.
0: It's it's really the garlic that does it. Yeah. brings like, it all together. Yeah. You got to load up on garlic, yeah. which is never a bad thing. If anyone tells you that uh, you use too much garlic in your cooking, please politely but assertively ask them to leave. And add more garlic. And add more garlic after. <laughs> you measure that with your heart. Yes. You yeah. There's no measurement for garlic. There was one time I was making, uh, I was making dinner and my brother came in. I was like, oh, I think you just put too much garlic in because I put like six cloves of garlic. And I just looked at him and was like, no, I didn't. I, <laughs> I um, like, dead, no, dead span, no. I was like, I did not. I will You're wrong.
1: <laughs> do the effort of grabbing like between five to ten bulbs. Like, full bulbs. That's too much. Right? Whoa, wait, whoa, wait, Before you say this. Oh, no, wait. I'm on, no, I'm on right? okay. You uh, completely, like, de-skin them or whatever you call it, right? Put them in a pot. Cover them with olive oil just so that they're barely covered. Put it on a low, low heat, like a low simmer. Leave it for a few hours. Garlic confit. Yes. Yeah. And then you put... And then what you can do is you can put that in the freezer. It keeps for, like, forever... But it doesn't completely freeze into ice, so you can just grab a spoonful every time you cook. And you it's also that, like... really good on toast. Oh, yeah, you can
2: just so spread good. it,
1: right? Yeah. So good. With some caramelized onions mm. or some bacon jam. Oh well, you so I'm as, hungry. I now. just want to say crazy
2: stuff here on the F World. We are also expect, uh, accepting mayonnaise or <laughs> coffee crisp or <laughs> we're garlic <laughs> growers as sponsors <laughs> <for> the <Tim laughs> Challenge
3: Yeah, all are welcome. BC, B-C con- Garlic, BC, yeah. Yeah, BC, B-C Garlic, thing. Yeah. Yeah. you
0: know, garlic con free on like how'd that be your pre your pre race toast? You know, oh, like that, you, that's, that's your previous meal. Yeah, yeah. perfect and yeah. everything. It's a weird. I, <laughs> I have to ask uh, because there is actually some upcoming sports car club of BC races. His, yes. this weekend. Are you participating? Are you racing in them? I oh, am. there yep. we go. Um, I'm, all, I'm actually also the
2: vice president of the Sports Car Club of BC. No so, way. So, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm going to do put that With hat Keith? on. Uh, Keith has yeah. uh, stepped down now he's no way. Oh. oh no because it, we
0: had him on the show uh, uh some months ago oh awesome so, yeah. he'll be back like it, oh, it's yeah. it's
2: a running thing i think he's been he's been on the executive many many yeah. times and i'm sure he will many many more did he um, did he
0: fix his uh legrand problem that he had i don't like know. last week okay last time i was, last time i was with him he had yeah. like a major like battery problem with his uh, oh okay, LeGrand. I, was like, okay. Maybe, and I think he, he ended up getting he was able to race it but it was like really like not race oh okay like i was power, i was he
2: yeah. was with us uh in seattle uh, a couple oh, weeks ago good for him. and he was everything was great right there. oh but,
0: hell oh yeah. i'm so happy because yeah. like It got to the point where i was supposed to help him and i was like I realize i don't know what i'm doing here <laughs> i'm here just to like be the the pit girl you know you can hold the flashlight right? yeah pretty much that's <laughs> yeah. literally what i was doing it was it reminded me of like all the problems i had with my dad yeah. like i was like i don't want to get this. <laughs> you know but so again, uh
2: but yes uh race this weekend uh, yeah, yeah. Saturday and Sunday, so that's the twenty second, twenty third. I think. Yeah. Um, I'll be there on
0: the on, I'll be there on the Sunday. I, okay, I, awesome. Unfortunately, can't be there the Saturday, but I'm definitely going to show up on the Sunday.
2: It's going to be a you know our typical race weekend. Tons of fun, all different car classes: Formula V's, Formula Fords, Formula Continentals. Uh, there's there's F four cars out at Mission. Um, there's going to be a few of those. Um, if you know, for all the F one fans listen, uh, come check out F four cars. They're you know almost. Uh, just a little less money behind them, you can say. <laughs> the look almost the same. You can just say the uh, the cheaper cousin. Um, all the other classes of cars, uh, vintage racing on the Sunday as well. Um, what's new about, or not new, but different about this race weekend is we're doing a car show um, on the Sunday, on the 23rd. Um, so when you come in, it'll be before the paddocks. And it's not uh, we've done them before with with uh, car shows that are geared towards just vintage cars or just you know a uh, uh, certain type of cars this is going to be a mix we've got we've invited all a variety of different car clubs down to come down and, and uh, you know bring their cars to the track uh, check it out um, uh, anyone that enters the car in the car show will get free admission to the racing on Sunday um, where there's also going to be prize draws raffles um, there's going to be a food truck there um, we're offering uh, parade laps uh, so quick uh, a lead follow lapping sessions uh, on the lunch hour for the car show entrance as well so people have always wondered what it's like on track they've got a car they've been building for years they love or they take you know um, uh, something that's uh, they drive on the street and wondered what it would feel like driving on the track it's not going to be race conditions but they can come out display it in the show try it on track um, there's going to be race cars on display in the car show as well so for the people that come down for other reasons just to check it out and I've always wondered how do I get behind the wheel of a race car. How do I do this? There's going to be booths there that uh, of the people that help get folks on track, whether it's the driver training schools, um, the companies that provide trackside support, arrive and drive uh, services, that sort of thing, where you know you can get your license, not have a race car, and still get out and race by renting a car from There's companies out there that just do uh, race car rentals and support services. They're all going to have booths there. Uh, there's a couple of them that work uh, out at Mission Raceway uh, constantly. Fa- all fantastic guys. Um, yeah, so you know, from a spectator perspective, a, a fantastic weekend to come out because there's so much going on at the track. Yeah, and it's
0: local. Yeah, guys, for the local is going to be dope. I can't wait to see it. Well, that's all we have time for today. This is a very quick goodbye here on the F-World on Civil Radio 101.7 FM. You can always find us here on the F-World on our Instagram, social medias, all through it. If you you go to the Instagram, thefworld.pod, you can hit the link and follow us on everything we have there. It's all there to follow. So go ahead. No reason not to. And, of course, to our homie in Belgium who always seems to be there for us, you're still the MVP. We love you. We're yours in racing.